Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We are so professional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for a sword. I'm sorry. I lost my sword. Last minute purpose, what we do. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Guild of Last Square. Adventure is never far. We are having fun right here. Episode 44. Yes. Um, I'm Barry, and I'm going to be your dungeon master for this episode. And I'm joined by three lovely people. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Anne, and I play Kala Lilacart, the bird that may no longer exist after summoning something very strange in the forest. I'm Daniel, I play John Varenthal, the very prepared paladin with no weapons. <laughs> I'm Marissa, I play Casario, the ASMR Twilight Cleric. If you are with us on Twitch, then hello, good to see you live, because we are live right now. Um, hop in our Discord, have some fun over there during our break, you can talk with us, yes. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube or listening to us on the go through the podcasts, then great. Thank you so much for finding us over there as well, because yes, we have our own podcast. Yes, we are on YouTube. Yes, we are on Twitter. We are, uh, oh, well, we are on Twitter, technically as well. Um, and on Twitch for a comprehensive list of all of our social medias. Have a look at thegildedflask.com and uh, follow us on your favorite channels. Um, with that, let's head into the tale. Tell me, do you like ghost stories? I've been investigating people vanishing mysteriously into the night, never to return. It looks like I've found out where they've been. Good evening. <laughs> I don't like this place. The air feels heavier. Did you hear that? What do you mean he's watching? In this place, nothing is what it seems. We come from an ancient land. There's no time for this. What are you looking for? This place has taken my father and my mother. It will not have me. Gotta move, now! Oh, I do love a good mystery. Barovia is mine, and so are you. A lovely, lovely intro, right? For the 44th time, I'm gonna just, just going to say it. It is a great intro, and it was made by our very own Casario. It was so well done. And uh, thank you so much for that. Um, so, as most of you might know, uh, after the Curse of Strath, we are very much planning to go on with a uh, another um, um, story, uh, which is going to be great. And Marissa and I actually uh, started to work on the intro for that one as well. So I hope uh, we can make it even more epic than this one. It's going to be hard, but we're going to try. 
Um, but we have a story to play today. Episode 44, The, the um, Curse of Strath. So where were you last time? Well, last time you were in a swamp of all places. Um, you were exploring around over there. Uh, you had just taken a rest in a broken down mansion. Uh, and you were smart enough to create a tiny hut over there so you would have some safety. And um, after removing the hut and getting ready to um, move out, you were surrounded by these really creepy, tiny, worm-like creatures, which you fought off valiantly, uh, or so you thought, um, because uh, some of you got infected by them. Um... But against all odds, and honestly to my surprise, you actually found a way to deal uh, with them, and you removed them from your own body as well, so you are no longer infected by them. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> well done there. Hey man, as far as I know, that was instant death. So thank you, Casario. Yeah. <laughs> she just set you on fire. <laughs> it happens. So after that, you uh, wandered around the swamp a little bit more. You uh, found a creepy hut sitting on top of a uh, big tree stump, which you went into to uh, loot and pillage and have a look inside and, and find out what it was about. Um, and then the door slammed and the whole house became, well, sentient and, and started trying to hit you guys. And through a very, very cunning move, you guys barely escaped with your lives from this hut. You uh, moved away from there and then you looked around to find a small village with um, some frog people in there. And again, against all odds, you found a very quick and smart way to save a friend of yours, which is one of the reasons why you guys came to the swamp in the first place. Yes, Esmeralda was uh, in a cage in this village and you very abruptly saved her. No one noticed. And you quickly snuck out of the village. Um, having some discussion amongst yourselves about how to deal with these rock people, but you saved your friend and that was that for that moment. You decided to take a rest in a phase circle and um, during your rest over there uh, it was Carla who decided to toy with the altar a little bit more because you had a bit of an epiphany on how you might solve the riddle of the feints here in the swamp. And you put the blue gemstone that you've acquired from Argenbostholt on the altar. And lacking some grapes, you poured a bottle of wine over the altar. And you looked in the distance and saw a whole bunch of eyes in the tree line. And that is, I believe, where we left off last week. Did I miss anything? Did we fully get a long rest from that? Uh, I think sure. took took one. My, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took my 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 turn in the morning in order to yeah. try and get as much as I can. Yeah. Sure, I can be a benevolent god. That's uh, <laughs> you took your long rest. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Alrighty, so that is where we're gonna start today. Um, you are currently resting in the face circle. Um, let's just say for. Um, the sake of starting that the tiny hut is still up and that uh, Carla is just doing this within the tiny hut. I'm okay with that. The uh, tiny hut will dissipate soon though because it has a time limit. What will you do? I will look out over at the eyes. Mm -hmm. can, can I get a better read on what they look like? 
Give me a nature check. Oh, interesting. That's not bad. Um, that is a 21. The eyes look reptilian in nature. Like frog kind? <laughs> like amphibian, reptilian, frog-like, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, guys. Guys. All right. Wait. Um. Hmm? Look, look. Um, we have company. Yeah, sorry, we'll immediately jump up and arm herself. Gonna pull out the paladin's longsword. Alrighty. Uh, very quick in between, because um, I'm, I'm noticing, I see the little green line uh, above Casario. It's gone. In. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Um, I'm also hearing a little bit of echo uh, from Carla. Or after you I mean. say, when you, when you speak, I heard a little echo. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's gone. Anyway. Is no one else hearing that? It's from Marissa's, unfortunately. <laughs> just a tad. It, it's very, very imperceptible. I'm just hearing it. So it, uh, we can. This is going to be one of those episodes. I think we can continue. <laughs> In a cursed week. Um, I think we're all good. Yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to quickly try to put on my armor and, and get everything ready as quickly as possible. I, I think I was only. I was mostly prepared because we're in a dangerous area, so I'm going to try to be prepared. What? 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 what, what what's? What, why do I smell alcohol? Let's. Um, when I look back at the altar, has it changed in any way? The altar itself hasn't. The wine itself has actually sucked, been sucked into the altar, so it's it's gone. The odor is still there. Uh, but you don't see any wine stain on the stone itself. The gemstone is still on top of the altar in the little indent. Oh, but you know, I was looking at the gemstone in the indent and spilled a little bit of wine. Nothing, nothing to worry about. I'm going to snatch the gemstone off the altar and try to tuck it back into my bag if I can. As soon as you lift it from the altar, the light that is uh, shining from the altar dissipates. Oh, also, where was that light coming from? <laughs> that happened the last time we put it down, but nothing else right, happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. It looks okay. like we have I'm some visitors. Uh, hold up my my sword and, and ignite it just to create some light around us. Okay. Um, I, where I would the that. majority? <laughs> where would the majority of them be sort of facing, or is it like completely surrounded? No, 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 no. Area? the The majority of them would be towards the east. Okay, then Carla is going to walk to like just the edge of the hush mm -hmm. by the east Same. and do minor illusion. Uh, a sound. Um of like a crackling hag over at that side, like a, a trying to scare them and sort of make it sound as if something is like waiting for them outside of the, the hut. Uh, okay. Um, I like that. Give me a performance check. Ick. That's okay. <laughs> okay, that's a 16. All right, your dice like it too. Um, so... 
the sound of a cackling old hag erupts from the point where you that you designated and fills the area. And as that happens, you hear a loud croaking coming from the tree line, as if the entire swamp around you erupts. You don't speak the language, obviously, but judging from the sounds, it doesn't necessarily sound like they are scared. It sounds like they're excited. Hey. So it seems like they like the fame. Which is not good. Uh-oh. Well. If something else is coming, if something is... If this place... He looks around. If this place is designed to summon anything more dangerous, we may want to thin things out before... Do you... Do you think they'll attack us, or do you think they're just watching don't know if they can see us with the hat up. Right. Ha. They can't see us. <laughs> they can definitely see us, and the hut is gone, because it only lasts for eight hours, and we just took a long rest. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, <laughs> that works too. I wanted to, make you, I wanted to make you roll for it when it dissipates, but if you say it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> I'm going to point I was gonna at say that, it, like. Yeah. It's yeah. just like they can't see us. The, uh, uh. Mm. I think they can. Oh god! Hold up the sword. So as the hut slowly dissipates, you notice that the enthusiastic croaking that is coming from the east suddenly changes tone into a more alerted sound, and out of the woodworks come. An entire line of frog people ready to attack. Let's start an episode off with some roll for initiative. Love it. Oh, come on. Does does my aura help my initiative roll? (laughs) No. Okay. (sighs) I can only do so much for you, my friend. I had a four. (laughs) I have a 14. 19. Nineteen, fourteen, and four. Uh, fourteen was for you, uh, Carla. Yep. And noted. Okay. Uh, Casariel, you are first. You are muted. muted. Right. Is there still an echo, by the way? Uh, If I talk right now. It's not an echo. It's that it's mimicking back our sound. So when we talk, we hear it. But when you're talking, you're fine. Okay. Um, uh, Okay. Uh, Okay. So, um, I'm going to cast Dawn. Um, yes. Sorry, just one second. Um, yeah. Um, it is a 
um, 30 foot vertical sphere. I'm going to cast it. Um, sorry, let me just check how far it is away. Okay, I'm going to run forward 30 feet. Okay. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to cast it on this cluster of froggies right here. Uh, it's 30 diameter, right? Yes. There you are. That hits all of them, other than the two below. Okay, it is a uh, constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, I'm going to roll them in group. Um, so the top one is a different one. He's going to get a separate roll, but the rest is in a group. Uh, constitution, you said, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so the group um, probably fails that with a six. <laughs> I don't know what I'm rolling for, but that sounds awfully well. Awesome. Um, um, the guy at the top gets a 17. Okay. Uh, the DC is 17. So right. it's fine. Um, that's 19. 29. Okay, so they take 29 points of radiant damage. And okay. the guy up top takes half as much. Okay, so... Imagine how, what frogs look like when they're like humanoid and trying to run at you, because they still have like this flip-flop kind of feet thing, you know, going on. So they're sort of like croaking at you, holding these primitive spears, and they're like rah, 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 running at you. And as they're doing, they are completely disintegrated by your spell. So they are, these are gone, <laughs> and the guy up top gets hurt. I, okay. I'm just, I just reimagined that basically the the hut that was around just like pulls together in her hands and she flings it up and just this beam comes down on them. I'm just that oh. is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer of Dawn, baby. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it for me. Alrighty. The two frogs at the bottom right now. Um and they both position themselves behind this stone pillar, giving them cover. And from back there, they will use their blowgun twice. Uh, since they're doing it twice, they will try to make an attack on each and every one of you. Um, and I'm just going to roll it two by two. Uh, let me see. Two, 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 two. Um, that is for John and Carla. That is a 22 to hit. Hits. Sure hits. And for Casariel and Esmeralda, that is a 13. I know that Esmeralda makes that. Doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. All right. So you two are fine. Um, so they miss you. Uh, Carla, John, you both get hit uh, by a poison dart from the blowgun. Uh, which does a bit of damage. Is uh, John immune to that? Disease, uh, it's poison. Not poison. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's eight points of poison damage, and both of you need to make me a constitution saving throw. Which you make with an additional five, um, <gasps> Carla. Thank you so much. Yes. Ooh. 25. Okay. 26. Cool. So you both feel a sudden rush of euphoria through your body, but nothing more. You're fine. Oh. Go for another shot of that. Reinvigorated. 
<laughs> All right, Carla, your turn. Hey, I am going to pull forward one of my tails um, to help us through, so I'll roll that. Ooh! Ooh! It's the big ten! It's the big ten! And I am going to march my little halfling butt. Ooh! Oh, Twi- yeah, hair. Hair. You can see oh, that, yeah. that one. Yes. I'm going to march myself over there, and I am going to. You'll see sort of the, um, like, wisps of, like, spiritual energy start to form up in front of my face as Argonvost's, like, head comes forward and I oh, spew fire from my mouth in a 30-foot cone. Cool. Uh, that is freaking cool. That creature is going to have to make me a fire, a, 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 a dexterity saving throw to not take fire, fire damage. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Save that fucking um, fire. <laughs> <laughs> that is with his hefty bonus a twelve. <laughs> oh, that's nice. a fail. Thank you, now Papa's he's dice. going to take. Thank you, Papa's dice. You love us more than our dice love us. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's going to be four rolls of my bardic inspiration. Oh God. Um. <laughs> yeah. Which is a ten now, which is great. That's a twenty. What's a stud bear? 21 fire damage to that creature. So have you ever eaten frog's legs? No, but I've heard they're very, you know, cuisine. They're delicious. (laughs) Well, bon appetit, because this guy's toast. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yep, and that is my turn. Wonderful. Um, Esmeralda will jump behind the altar over here, trying to get some cover. Uh, and from here, she right. will... Let me see. Yeah, she probably won't be able to cast it to them, but she can cast it to the other guy. He is going to cast a Firebolt uh, that guy's way. Uh, which is going to miss horribly because she rolled a 9, and that misses. She'll curse under her breath, and that is it. The bigger frog up top gets a little closer and lets out a bellowing croak from his, well, somewhere in his body. (laughs) It is so loud that I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm. Is it a charming effect? No. Okay. It's a 14. Okay. I have a plus nine. So I got a 10, which means I got a natural oh. one. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly the same. Natural ones? Okay. Um, and Esmeralda got a six. So uh, you all fail. <laughs> um, and you take a whole bunch of psychic damage from that. Oh. Um, of all the time to not be immune to psychic damage <laughs> take true. back the third eye oh man uh, it's a uh, hand the dice I'm sorry that's okay it happens uh, that wasn't a spell right because if uh, what if it's a spell I get advantage on the saving throw but it's not a spell right uh, no, no it's okay. technically not a spell it's I, an action Yeah. right okay I just wanted to make sure I didn't think it was 
Yeah, if it oh, was like a God. spell shape, I could kept her charm, but no. I was like, it wasn't too bad, and then I rolled two additional eights. Um, so that is a total of 36 psychic damage for each and every one of you. Ow. <laughs> what a headache. Um, and from there, he is going to move into cover over here. John, your turn. Uh, so John was in the process of like congratulating, like saying, nice shot, Casario, because of the massive column of, of light. And then this thing just bellows out and just, ah, the, his ears are ringing. Stoker, get him. And he points in the direction of the frog and Stoker appears uh, directly next to him uh, to uh, where my mouse is. Uh, yep. So, so yeah, Stoker rises from the shadows right next to his heels and immediately just like massive shadow fangs come out of his mouth and he bites down on his leg. And that is going I'm, to... I'm, I'm totally getting encouraged to cowardly dog like vibes here. <laughs> Ooh! Yep. You stupid dog! Um, where we go? Okay, here we go. All right. That is going to be a... Oh come on! He got a he got a natural one to attack. That's two that natural ones. Unfortunately, misses. Same dice. Bloody. Right. Yep. Uh. Well. So then. Uh. Okay. I think I don't think I had any any bonus action with mine. Bonus action. Da, 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 da. Okay. No. I I don't have anything I can do. Um. But I'm going to also back up to uh cover just like as if i had done it on my turn um but monsieur stoker will in fact uh travel scream nothing he, he he's he's just gonna stand there uh the weight of the world comes down upon this frog Every, everything he just is so despondent he loses 20 feet of movement on his turn okay uh, Stoker is uh, the despair form, which makes everybody around him have their speed reduced by four, by 20 feet. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> He's just standing there. Arrgh. Alrighty. Top it around. Casario. Um, I'll move forward 30 feet again. Uh, yep. Um, and I can see this guy here to m the north. Yes. So I'm going to move my dawn to hit the guy to the south and not Carla. Uh, yep. I can move it 60 feet, so. Uh, that should hit it over yonder. No, I think she went to the south guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So the guy that I can't see to the south, yeah. Uh, yep. Like uh, over here? Yeah, but just or not just Carla. in a way that you don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Um, yep, and so that's a DC seventeen. Okay. Constitution. Constitution, thank you. Uh, that's not gonna be bueno. Cause no, that's a seven. <laughs> um, twenty points of radiant damage. He disintegrates. That is such a powerful spell. <laughs> <laughs> so from behind her, like you can't see it, but from behind a rock, you just hear a, like, a, like a very loud, and you'll just see like a bit of dust, like poof, 
<laughs> um, and then I am going to fire uh, one Moonbolt at the guy here north right. that I can see. Yep. Um, wait, I rolled the wrong thing. That's a uh, um, 14 plus 9. 23, that hits. Yeah, okay. Um, so that was a 2 points of ra uh, radiant damage. Two points? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's still fine. Uh, he is... Uh, uh, he's actually barely bleeding. Oh. Then I'm going to fire... Oops, I'm going to fire another one at him. Um, 17 to hit? Hits. <laughs> uh, two points of radiant damage. A little bit's help. There we go. And the next one is a 19 plus... Oh, it's 11. On the 7 million. And so 50. 30. Okay, that hits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, four points of radiant damage. Notice. The guy gets barraged by your spell, and he's still standing, but he doesn't look too good. Okay. Uh, yep, that's it for me. All right. Um, the frogs that were up next are disintegrated and burnt and gone. So that means it's Carlos up next. Okay. Um, I am going to pull out the pipes of haunting. And I'm going to get as close as I can to that creature, which I think is like, oh, like hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm like as close as I can get to him. And I am going to start playing them. Um, and I'm going to play the sort of lullaby that's been haunting us uh, throughout the campaign. Okay. And this creature will have to make me a DC 15 wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom saving throw. Uh, he makes a 12. I'm not rolling too, too cool today. That's a 12. Okay. So for one minute, he is no longer... Uh, he is frightened of me. And okay. he must... Yeah, he's frightened from, of me, so that entails everything that entails with the frightening effect, which is basically it will try to get as far away from me as possible. Um, and then with my bonus action, as I'm sort of like using this music, a, another ghost is going to come up behind me as I'm going to determine another tale. We'll see if that comes into effect next round, and hopefully it will. Alrighty. That's my Sounds good. my lot. All right, Esmeralda, uh, sensing she can't really do anything right now other than run up there, but she thinks she's got every you got everything handled. We'll move around the altar and stay close to John. We're from very, itself, we're very effective back here. Yes. <laughs> The frog itself will bite Stoker, ah. or at least attempt to do so, uh, which it will do for a 17. Yeah, it hits. All right, that's five points of piercing damage. Mm -hmm. uh, does Stoker still stand? Yes, yeah. Stoker's got a decent amount of health. Okay. And he's going to run. Uh, no, he's not going to run because uh, he only has a little movement, so he can <laughs> only move a little bit. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Uh, John, your turn. Alrighty. Um, he has essentially. Is he out of cover for me? Or uh, yes. Or e even if he's not, John essentially vaults over the the 
um, alternate in the middle. He's he's feels a little bit like he's not really contributing all that much. So he vaults over and he points at the frog and just the strings that have been plaguing him for so long lash out at the at the frog and constrict around it and attempt to squeeze the life out of him. And that is going to be okay. Eldritch Blast. I'm not using this die anymore. All right, I'm just going to roll uh, all three because I don't see any other targets. Um, so that is going to be uh, nine. Okay, so that's going to be a 23, a 12, and a 27. Two of those hits. Okay, that's going to be two... All right. <clears throat> so, yep, the strings lash around, um, doing one and nine. So, total of ten force damage. And, like, lash around his arms and just squeeze. Noted. He lets out a croak of pain, but otherwise is still standing. Stoker, finish him off! And as, as I'm holding him, Stoker jumps around and just bites him in the butt. And <laughs> just, he, he, he more of, like, he sort of lifts off the ground about an inch and then just glides his arms at his side with his mouth wide open ah, and just comes around to bite. And that is going to be... Here, let's move these out of the way and... Oh, come on. Four plus... Uh, yeah, that's going to be an eight to hit. So he does all that, but he jumps just shy of his of his tiny frog butt and just lands right behind him. Mm. Oh, yeah, he, that that's gonna be my move. I'm, I'm basically I I've lashed out. Stoker attempted, and he's almost down. Casario, you've got this. Casario, top it around. Casario uh, will look at John, give him a nod, and I'm gonna move thirty feet this way. And then I'm just going to release all three moon bolts at him at the same time. So you see in her hands, one appears, two appears, she'll fire that one, and then a bigger one kind of appears in her hand, and she'll fire that one right after it. <laughs> um, okay. The first one is 16. It's. I'm sorry, I rolled the wrong thing. Okay. Oh. I don't know what's happening. Okay, um, oh, that's um, 16 again still, actually. Okay, still hits. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's five radiant damage. Uh, uh, 24 for the second one. That hits as well. Okay, that's nine radiant damage. And, um, 12 for the third one. That doesn't hit. Okay. Alright. So what happens? Um, yes. he explodes in just like sparkles of energy and, oh. and guts. <laughs> All right. Uh, in that case, just roll a flat d20 for me. Oh, no. Natural 20. Okay. Um, as if there is a protective barrier around you, everything around you is covered in frog guts but you. <laughs> Blood armor. <laughs> Blood armor saved the day. Strahd or saloon? Totally... Strahd or saloon? Nobody knows. Of course. One of the two. I, I'm just imagining that this thing is like charging and just in total anime style, she steps in front of it. Everything slows down and she just boom, bisects him and he goes by on either side. <laughs> Love it. 
And that was the battle for now. Stoker's going to come chill next to me. Well, I guess we dealt with the village. Yes, it happened. Did they just was it a scouting party or something? The way it looked, it, it looked like they were excited until the until the hut disappeared, and then they became angry. Esmeralda, do you know anything about them? Like you were here for so long. I know they like to sacrifice people, and I know that they live close by. By the numbers, this was a sizable portion of them. And they sounded way too excited to hear an old lady laugh. So I'm not sure what's up with that, but I don't like it. Whatever you guys need to do here, like let's finish it quickly and let's get the hell out of here. Question. Sorry, go on. Do we need to do this? Because... I wasn't going to tell you this because I feel like you'll want to do the exact opposite of whatever he asks of us. But um, the Lord of this land did sort of tell me it would be best to leave Barbara Saga alone. Well, of course you would say that. He would say anything, you know, to prevent any sort of change to his plans to come to fruition. What plans? Strahd is sitting there nice and cozy up in his castle, enjoying the life that he has right now, right? He just enjoys like, making people miserable. I've seen it for as long as I have lived here. And this is potentially a first step towards thwarting all that. Of course he's going to say you shouldn't do that. You don't honestly believe him, do you? You mean you think he wants to keep Babala Saga here? Because she's evil and she helps him. Well, unless I'm mistaken, I believe he has asked you to give him a gem, right? And you complied. It's only a matter of time before he's going to ask for the other two gems. He wants something with them. They are immensely powerful and he wants them. We're not going to give them to Babala Saga, we're just going to kill her. What, we, we, if, well, I mean, we can talk to her, right? I thought we were we trying to, like, to uncorrupt her. her or something. Like, this was, this whole yes. thing was... I mean, he might not like the Babala Saga form, but perhaps her and her original Fane form is more preferable, and that's our end goal. Oh. So, can Fanes be killed? Wasn't the last one like a I, ghost or a demon? They've been around for so long. I don't think anything can kill them, but I'm no expert. Did you know that Madame Eva was one? Oh, sorry. Possessed one before we get to the good one. You know. You know what I mean. Whatever it is that we kill before we get to the good ones. You know, like at the windmill. Am I... Do you, do you, do you think she could be a house? No, I think you're. Right? I think yes. I think that's. I thought that was what we we're here for—is to help her become not evil. 
Do you think she could be the house that attacked us? Mm. You were attacked mm. by a house? Uh, yeah. It yeah. Happens more often than you might think. Uh, it uh, clearly is some form of call creature. Back, <laughs> uh, it uh, it had you know a person in a cage, and when we talked to them, we you know set them free, and nothing happened to them. And um, then we went inside and had a snoop around. And when we tried to open a chest, uh, it tried to eat us. But we got these really cool pipes from that chest, so. Honestly worth it. No. Yes. Please say it's worth it. Mm -hmm. It did nothing during the frog fight. Well, you saved someone, and I think that's that should be worth it, right? Well, he didn't... Uh, he stayed back to keep watch, and the house killed him. It was one of we the, gave um, him a moment of hope before death, which is very important. Tore it away. Let's think about this. How did we summon the last one? We put grapes on the altar. I okay. Confession time. I did try to to summon to see if the summoning would work with just wine, but it didn't appear to. I think it has to be something fresh from the harvest, something seasonal, like a a pumpkin or. Uh, the grapes, of course, but we used those on the last one, and I, I Do don't have anything like that. I thought nothing grew here. Wait Esmeralda a minute. Looks, Esmeralda looks at all of you and she says, you guys need grapes? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, if we're sure we, we want to do this, uh, well, she reaches into a pocket and she takes out some grapes for you guys. Hang on. Casario, you were saying that there might be a reason why we shouldn't do this. What, what was when did when did we talk to when did you talk to Strahd? Oh, um, when was it? Like before we went to sleep? Before I summoned the hut? I told you about it. Yeah, you did. You you did. Um, right. Did you get those? The just, grapes from the Wizard of Wines. You just had grapes with you this whole time? I gotta eat something, right? Oh. Right. Can you I have any bacon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my other pocket. No, of course not. Casario, like, casually um, moves that dawn circle that's only up for a minute, but I'm just, like, the very tail end of it before it dissipates. She just, like casually moves it right up behind Esmeralda and then just like disappears before it hits her. <clears throat> like a, a subtle psychological warning. Uh, well, let's put the grapes in the altar, shall we? <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't get to say that and not roll for it. Roll me an intimidation oh. check. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's um, intimidation. 16. Okay. Um... Fair enough. Esmeralda will notice that, that she feels this, this radiant energy getting closer and closer. And just before it hits her, she actually jumps to the side a little bit. And then looks behind her and looks at you and she says, What is that supposed to mean? I really thought that thing lasted longer. I was just getting it ready to take care of this little problem. 
I hope we're about to have. I'm already hurt from those frogs. Are you trying to kill me? Only if you are deceiving us or try to hurt us in any way. How have I deceived or hurt you guys? If I knew that, you'd already be dead. Uh, this is actually pretty normal. She, she, you know, she's been right on a lot of occasions um, about about people and their intentions. I just typically just expect. Well, she's distracted. Fine. Can I try to sleight of hand the the grapes? Sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Come on, natural 20, baby. I mean, that's not bad, but it's not a natural 20. Um, that is a 22. <laughs> that's not a 20, it's a 22. That's fine. It could have been a 31, you know? <laughs> okay, yes, I will quickly, like, pluck one from her grasp and, like, the, the cluster and kind of hang out by the altar again, okay. waiting. I mean, she didn't actually harm you, and and if she was going to harm you, I'd, I'd step. I mean, she 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 wouldn't do it without reason. I, I'm gonna sort of cast a not nervous glance, but like a questioning glance at Casario. You think? Yes. <clears throat> I, not I, evil. I mean, were were you harmed? He's gonna walk up to Esmeralda. Were you harmed by the frogs? A little bit, but I'll be fine. Um, I look, I understand this world is not what a lot of people think it is. And there's a lot of things that you can't trust. There's danger around every corner. I get that. But you guys are going to have to decide at some point who your allies are. And I hope that I can be one of them. Um, I hope that that distrust is not valid and that at some point we can drop that and move past that. At some point, you're going to have to choose. Was it the loud croak? That really hurt me. Mm -hmm. You have that vein. Can you get the staff out and give us a quick boost, John, if you wouldn't mind? Sure. Yes, good point. And I'll pull it out and cast Cure Wounds on all of us. I think... She takes a step back and she says, Oh, no, no, no. That's that's fine. Thank you. Uh, it, it's going to be the same whether it helps you or not. I'm, no, it's... Uh, I, I, he casts it anyway. Okay, she refuses. Uh, can you refuse healing? Uh, I think it's a willing creature. Your wounds. Um, creature a touch. creature you touch regains a number of hit points. Uh, has no effect on undead or constructs. So with, right. with the face staff, I don't know about the touching part because it has a range. Yeah, the touching part is yeah, it's forfeited because it has range. In that case, she can she can technically not refuse. All right, go ahead. So he, he basically she just will says, still yeah. she, she will still say so, but she can't refuse. You don't understand. You don't know what you need. He hits the ground. It, it you know healing pulse, and that's gonna be if I can find a die of four. I think it's going to be a total of nine healing. Uh, nine points. Okay. Yep. It's a plus five, I think, to to because I don't think it uses my own modifier. I know it, it has it uh, described on the on the staff. Yeah, so it should be plus five. Okay. Uh, noted. Okay. 
Uh, um, Carla I and will... Casario are healed for nine points. Great. I'm going to cast Mage Armor on Carla. Thank you so I much. Will... You're welcome, dear. I will cast Death Ward on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we should perhaps try to take a little, little bit of a rest, because I'm still rather my head from agreed. the croak. And when she says that, he's going to reach out, and I'm going to cast aid at third level on everybody. Which basically just raises your total health by 10. Your maximum right, health. that's cool. Yep. And it's going to last for eight hours. So Yay. Already? Cool. Um, and then I can, um, I think we're going to try to take a short rest while we consider our actions. Are you going to take any action like a tiny hut or something to obscure yourself? Or are you just going to hang around here? Stoker, watch the perimeter. Let's have him pearl, patrol. Alrighty. The dice giveth and the dice taketh away, but in this case, the dice giveth. You can take a short rest without any <laughs> ripper card. Yay! All I am going to use up all of my bardic die. Not my bardic die, my, my die to heal. If anyone can't get full healing with whatever die that they've used, I will start singing a song of rest, sort of plucking at the... um, Like whistling into the, the haunting pipes, but not ever playing full tune to give them like an actual effect. Okay, so, so you can just right. add an extra 1d8 to your hit points. If you are using hit die. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. In this hour, um, at some point, um, Esmeralda will walk up to Casario. And she's like bandaging herself and just like, you know, doing the things. I imagine you're just like, I can, I can imagine you're just like playing with your dagger or something. But tell me, what are you doing in this hour? Playing with my dagger, staring at her menacingly. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she looks down at her ring of regeneration every now and then as it kind of like heals her up as well. Um, Casariel is walking in circles around the outside of the ring, just looking through the forest, keeping an eye out for any danger. Okay. So at some point, Esmeralda will join you. And as she walks towards you, she says, can I... Walk with you for a second. Can I stop you? Well, I, I guess you can, but I figured I'd ask. If you don't want to, yeah. I'll just sit back at the altar. No, Esmeralda. Go on then, tell me what it is you have to say. I have a feeling you don't trust me, and you must have your reasons for that, but I'm... I want to be 
I want to give it an attempt to see what that might be and how I can potentially give you the confidence that I'm on your side. What what must I do? My, I don't know if I know a way that I can tell completely. Save your actions over time. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure what it is about people that um, sparks my distrust. But I think for you, it was, you came to us when you were one person. And then when we saw you again, you were distinctly different. Saloon's gift, I noticed these tiny, tiny little incidents. Anyhow, uh, I'm not evil. I won't hurt you unless you hurt us, as I've said. You know, it's been quite a long time since I've seen a bunch of, well, adventurers like you that actually try to make an effort to to change the world here. I've seen other adventurers, and when they came in, they came in for so many different reasons. Some of them to just loot and pillage and get rich and then get out, only to find that they couldn't get out. And I've seen adventurers who believed in, in the good of everything. And they, they talked with, with Strahd and they, con- they tried to convince him that he was actually doing a lot of bad things to this world and that he should, you know, change his ways. Guess where they all are right now. Nothing changes. Nothing helps. And at the end, it just doesn't make a difference. The world doesn't change. And honestly, I had almost given up hope. I was doing a last-ditch effort to find something, anything, to maybe make a change myself. And then I ran into you guys, you know, in the Abbey. Um, you guys have done what no other group of adventurers could. You've been to the Amber Temple, and, and you survived. And you found... You found two fey gems, is it not? Uh, there's there's three. I don't know if you know, but I know that you found two. You found the green one, and, and well, you have the blue one right now. Um, the red one, to me, is, is a mystery. But I'm, I'm sure you guys can find that too. Um, this is something that no one else has done. And you're starting to bring hope back to Barovia. You're bringing hope back to me. And if it maybe answers your question, I think... I think that's the reason why I changed. I've always tried to be this this really tough person that people could could look up to and could trust, right? And I I tried to follow in the footsteps of my of my teacher Rudolf. Um, but truthfully, I'm scared. I'm really scared because if if this doesn't work out, if what you guys are doing is doesn't work out then hope is really lost. You guys are the first ones that have given me hope in such a long time, and I am just deathly afraid of losing that. So maybe that's 
an explanation. As she says that, Casario doesn't take her eyes off the tree line. She's attempting to not be distracted by this like soliloquy um, and the love bombing as she assesses it. Um, so she's continuing to walk around the circle. She looks every now and then back at Esmeralda and nods, you know, as kindly as Casario can muster. Um, but she is, for the most part, not allowing herself to be distracted. Fair. Roll me a perception check. Um, perception. 23. Cool. As you make your circles, you notice that on the southern side of the circle, you think you saw movement in the tree line. Nothing distinctively close, but there was something moving there. It doesn't alarm you per se, but you have seen it. To the south? To the south. I'll say, um, that past the tree line and I'll, I'll, I'll point, I saw something. And I'll, I'll say it loud enough for John and Carla to hear. <clears throat> John was asking Carla if he thinks that, if she thinks that um, she had any other food other than grapes. That whole oh, time. Really, you know, I mean, maybe, but it's weird to have fresh fruit here. Wait, what? Sorry? Uh, something over there. Uh, Stoker, go check it out. And Stoker's going to hover in the direction that Casario pointed. He's got 120 foot dark vision and passive perception of 10, so that's not really going to help. He's not going to notice anything there. Okay. He's just going to chill out over there. All right. So, Carla, John, what are you guys doing? I'm staying by the altar, waiting for the go-ahead to plop the grapes down and the stone down, basically. I mean, she's seems competent and capable in battle but she's just she also seems to be very foolhardy she's rushing off without any support rushing into a very dangerous area this place isn't one i would want to come alone what, what do you make well, of her i i think i see i you know with you and casario right no matter what she's casario you can't really you know, be unbiased towards her. When I see Esmeralda, I see someone similar to myself, so I, I can't give you a good read, not like Azariel can. She wants to leave this place, she doesn't like Strahd, and I can see that if you've been trapped here long enough, you might not care about whether you live or die. If you want to can escape, break people. I mean, it just... It seems to me that if you want to achieve something, your death will not generally achieve that. Yes, and I know that. I don't think she knows that. But I, I can't... I can't, you know, <laughs> judge her for trying. But that's my personal hang-up, you know, because Ariel is a lot more logical most of the time mm. when it comes to people. She's, she's definitely more cautious than I've ever been. And, and she's saved my skin quite a few times on that front. 
I'd hope that both of us. I just hope that in her time here, it doesn't. She's Carla. She's gone through so much, so much more than I'll ever fully understand. So much more than I could ever explain or even know. That I know it's it's hardened her over the years, and she was a lot more. She's gotten a lot more cautious and guarded. And I just hope that being here doesn't close that door forever. I hope she learns how to trust again someday. At least she trusts you. You'll always have that, at least. Will I? I hope so. For both of your sakes. I don't think you're uh, quite as good on your own, but together you seem to soften both of your edges. You make a good team. Looks like she's looking at something over there. We should probably check it out. Yes. Uh, I I think I'm going to stay here. I'm going to guard the altar, just in case. Alright. Go on ahead. I'll watch your back. Alright, let us know if anything happens. Take cover behind these pillars. Okay. I'll take over behind the altar. I'll get Stoker to come back and just sort of stand between the pillars. I'm going to listen and look. You won't see anything, but you hear the sound of creaking wood, like something big is moving through the tree line. Does it, does it remind me of a house that we know? Does it sound like it has two chicken legs? Not necessarily, <laughs> but it does sound like something big. I think you're right. Carla, as usual? Yeah. Or wait, who's, who asked? Was it, I'm just guessing. Sorry if it was you, John. It was probably Carla. Who asked? It was probably John. <laughs> well, whoever asked you. if a house can be a person. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, that actually does sound like something I would ask. Esmeralda looks over at Carla and she says, Hey, um, you got the gem, right? Xariel uh, doesn't let me touch it. I think we should just do the ritual and be done with it. I, I don't want to stay here. Don't want to either. Will we, will we start the ritual? <laughs> At least before the house comes in, tries to deal with us. Sorry, do you think the ritual would release the Fane and maybe make her someone we could at least talk to and maybe figure out what to do? We have no information. So, I mean, it's one way to gather it. Trial by error. Thrown into the pits, that sort of thing. Will we? Do it. Do it. Okay. If you think we should do it, Carla. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna She's giving me myself. permission to touch the gem. So I'm going to reach into my bag, pop it down, and grab the grape and like crush it down onto the altar. Alright. As you do that, you hear a noticeable shift in the trees. And suddenly the trees right in front of you start to move as if something really big gets a little closer. 
Mm. I cast Channel Divinity. Twilight Sanctuary. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> oh, I also just realized that Stoker would have uh, gone away after the short rest. So, uh, uh, yes, I, I'll, I'll, I'll call up uh, Stoker as, as I'm walking down there. If that's okay, if you're okay with retconning that. Absolutely. Okay, that cool. is perfectly fine. Uh, I got a 21. I originally got a 1, but I can re-roll those. 21. All right. Let's see if you've redeemed yourself, Di. You haven't. Five. Oh, buddy. Hey, it's more than last time. You had four. I threw. I, it's a 25% increase. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? Positive. What about you, Casario? 21. So, okay. Uh, you can pick with Carla who gets to go first. Um... Rollies? Please. Rollies. Ooh, got a pen. Putting that away. Three. Okay, I'll go first. Alrighty. In that case, Carla, you get to go first. Um, looking at the altar, has it changed in any way? Does um, it seem like there's uh, a ritual you- happening? When you put the gem down, it starts to give this light effect again around the altar. And as you crush down the grape, you notice that the runes around the altar light up. This is different than the last time. Oh, excellent. Okay. Um, I'm going to look over my shoulder. And to? I'm going to send to the, to the house. Okay, yeah. And I'm going to send a massive fireball its way. Okay. So, uh, give me a dexterity saving throw, I believe. <laughs> yep. Now, contrary to popular belief, ha- belief, houses aren't that dexterous, so he actually has a negative on it. What? Don't tell me natural 20. No. Is it? Oh. <laughs> no, the polar opposite. He rolled a natural one, but he has a negative on it, so he's got a minus two. <laughs> That is definitely less than a 16. So it is going to take... um, I'm casting it at 4th level, so it's going to take 9d6. That's an extra d6, because I'm a bird. And that is fire damage, right? Fire damage, indeed. Uh, Oh, he's not vulnerable against it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's still going to hurt. Hope if the house can feel hurt. (laughs) I died. Shockingly, I still need more dice. Um, okay, we'll roll these first. This is going to be a lot of math, so just hold tight. That's four. Four. Name them, name them individually. I can count here. It's okay. Uh, okay. I, I will lose track of how many I'm using if I start calling shit out. Um, okay. Five. <laughs> 15 plus 8 another perfect example of why John is one of the smartest among us but you never know it until it happens can a house walk (laughs) 29 and then one more that's 30 fire damage the last 3 rolls were not good (laughs) 30 fire damage as it sort of ignites around the corners um, 
and then as my bonus action, I will be calling forth a tail as well, just to get ready for the next one. So that's my that's my turn. I release. I see it. I release it, and then I stick to the altar, waiting for um, the fane to come out, sort of like playing with the spirits. Okay. Alrighty, John, your turn. Uh, oh, hang on. No, Serial. Sorry. No. Yes. Did um did my channel divinity? go off before this all took place or should I not count that? You yelled that out right before I called uh, roll for initiative and honestly with this big an enemy coming towards you sure I'll allow that. <laughs> Doesn't count for Carla sadly sorry it's 30 feet like around me. Um, is it 30 feet? Let me just double check that and make sure it's not 60. Yeah sadly it's 30 feet. Okay. Um, wow. Um, hmm. Bye, that's a big house you have there. Hush, <laughs> <laughs> oh. what do you do? What do you do? You know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I um I am going to cast a spell magic at it. Let's just try something crazy. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. So Cassaro there... comes around the corner. Um, and she's gonna look at it and and be like, and then and then all of a sudden a fireball just shoots past her head. She kind of like grabs John and like hides behind the pillar so that flames shoot on either side of them. Um, and then she looks at Carla and she gives her like a nice fucking job. And then she turns back around and she's like uh, stunned by how big it is for a second. And it's like, how the fuck are we going to kill the house? And then it comes to her, to spell magic. All right. So what is your spell DC? Because there is actually something that might happen with the house now. It's just there's no DC. No, um, what is your any what, spell what of is your third spell level DC or like? lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check. Oh, sorry, using your spell casting ability, the DC equals ten yeah. plus the spell's level so on a successful inches. check. This oh, um, well, okay, this is my fault. I did cast it at third. Wait, fourth level. I didn't know that. I didn't read it. <laughs> That's my fault. So four, okay. wait, 10 plus four, 14. That's 14. I, I think that's the DC for you to dispel something. So like if you're dispelling a seventh level spell, it'd be a DC 17. But I think he's asking your, your spell save DC, what your normal. Yeah, what, what is. is your magic oh, 17. DC? I'm 17. sorry. 17, thank you. That's what I wanted to know. Um, okay, uh, in that house. case, this actually hits the house oh and the God. house itself falls asleep for a moment. That's oh. so cool! <laughs> <laughs> they actually took that into account for this house. That's <laughs> amazing. Like, hey, what do you do with that? So it is, uh, it forfeits its round. Um, anything else you want to do? I didn't expect that to work, if I'm being honest. Uh... <laughs> it's literally there, like anti-magic susceptibility. Yeah, um... <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to move. Mm -hmm. I am going to move. Behind cover. Yes. Yes, I'm going to move. I'm going to move um, 30 feet. Can I? Yeah, okay. I. Okay, sure. Yep. That's all for me. All right. The house just sort of like <laughs> plops down and makes a sort of like movement like it's sleeping. It's just sleeping. Um, that brings us to Esmeralda. And 
Esmeralda looks at you for a second, Carla, and then looks at the gym, looks at you again, and she says, is this working? Like, what? Is there anything we need to do? And she touches the gem as well, like pushes it harder into the altar, hoping that that might do anything. You don't notice anything happening, but she is trying to help, but she doesn't know how. Do you know any ritual spells or chants or anything like that? Something that might wake her up? Like, where the fuck I've are never you? done this. I don't know. I, have, I, have, I haven't either. John, your turn. Why were we not more prepared for this? Um, uh, John has fought a lot of big things in his days, especially here in Barovia. He's going to be back in the same direction as Casario. He's backing up, and I'm going to... Wherever... Are, are there any light fixtures or anything on this house that are that are hanging? Uh, yes, but not on the side that you're currently looking at. Okay. On the front. All right. Um, so what, can you describe to me just any, any details of the house that are visible to me on this side that are not just sure. Roots? So, so this is generally, this is just a giant tree stump with roots and underneath there are two legs, which have now been plopped down, which like if it's sitting on the ground, it looks like a giant tree stump with a house on top of it. While it was standing, uh, Casario very aptly described, it has two sort of like chicken like legs which you can currently see the claws from that are still underneath, but it's sort of like slumped on top of it, sleeping. On the backside, you can see the house itself, which just has like bits of moss and stuff you would find in the swamp sticking out. The roof itself is made of reed, and it's slightly damaged if someone threw a fireball at it. And um, the, the backside of the house is just mostly planks. So, so you said the uh, the feet are visible, like it, like they're out to the side. Yeah, you'll you'll see like a couple of like giant like chicken claws sticking underneath, and these are just as big as like they're about three or four carlas, like you know, in size. They're big. All right. So he backed up a bit, and he said, "Why am I like this?" And he rushes forward and bonus action misty steps onto the feet, or next to the feet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um. <laughs> Yeah, unless you say over there. That's fine. Okay, cool. And I'm going to go ahead and make two attacks uh, with the uh, with my sun sword. Alrighty. <sighs> Love it. Uh, one is going to be a natural one, and the other is going to be a 28. All right. So uh, you swing at this, but you're sort of like, like you, you know what this looks like, right? It's like a kid who wants to do something, but kind of doesn't want to do it. So you, yeah. you valiantly swing, but you're like, eh, eh, that's your one. And then you hit. Yeah. So <laughs> the intention here is he, you know, he he saw his opportunity. She knocked it down. He's going to try to disable one of the legs. And uh, so that is going to be. One, two, eight. Oh, man. I hate that this takes so long. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Um, so that's going to be 14 radiant damage. Um, yeah. Do you get any sort uh, of nope. advantage since it's temporarily dispelled or whatever? Like sleeping um, or whatever we're deciding it is? Incapacitated? Good point, actually. That is a um, good point. It's incapacitated, so you will get uh, advantage on your attack rolls. Yes. Okay, fantastic. I mean, te technically, even, it's prone. <laughs> Okay, so so for the one uh, the 
28. I'll go ahead and reroll just to see if there, there was a crit. And nope. Uh, actually, pretty much the same. And then for the That's one... free to roll your number one as well. Uh, yeah. I got a 15. That hit. doesn't hit. Nope. Yeah. So... Uh, okay, good good call though. Thank you there. Thank you very much. And so those were my uh, bonus action and action and movement. Um, so then Stoker is going to fly like like lift himself up and then just hover around. He's got forty feet of movement and he's going to get within range of the house if he can. I think. Yep. Yeah. This um, is like all that is in range. All right. So and he's just going to ah, latch onto one of the roots. All right. This one didn't give me good rolls. So this other one. Uh, also freaking didn't. Okay. Um, I think that's going to be a 10 to hit. So he's, he's just there with me. Moral support. Yep. He'll, he'll hang on to one of the roots, but it doesn't do any damage. All right. So I don't know how this works with a shadow spawn, but basically it says, uh, anything within five feet of him. That's not me has 20 feet reduced from movement speed. Uh, that includes the house because he's definitely within a range of the house. Okay. So I, I, I just throw that out there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is there any uh, any limitation as to what creature? What uh, let's creature? see. So, Weight right? of sorrow. Any creature other than you that starts its turn within five feet of the spirit has its speed reduced by twenty feet till the start of that of that creature's next turn. Yeah, that doesn't specify. So yeah, it applies to the house too. Cool. All right, that's me. Awesome. I don't want to be um, here, Carla. Oh Lord! I had a whole time what to prepare. What is your? It what is your? Uh, what is your passive perception? Oh, um, my passive perception is shite. It's thirteen. Thirteen. All right. Do you ever know that my feeling? My twenty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but this I'm is sorry. definitely a perception thing. Do you ever okay. experience that feeling, like you know, in, like on the back of your neck, that you're like, there's someone watching me. You know that feeling, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's someone behind me, right? You got that mm -hmm. feeling. And as you turn around, there's an old lady standing behind you. Can you call off your pet? Please. We just want to talk. What are you doing here? We're looking for the Babila Saga. You are you her? Call off your pet. Talk to us. No. Why? We're lovely. Talk to us, and I'm going to reach out and charm person. <laughs> She'll point at you and say, you take your hand off of that crystal, and she'll counterspell you. Oh, well, that's so tragic, and with my bonus action, my tail will fully form at this point. Yeah. And I am going to go invisible. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> okay. As the tail of the phantom comes forward, you'll see sort of like purpley wisp sort of take her and then she's gone. And at that point, I'm going to jump up onto hair, onto the altar. Yep. I don't think I can actually move onto it. And I'm going to basically guard the stone with everything that I have, but I'm going to stay there. You're touching it still, right? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm basically chicken on the egging it. Like I'm sitting, I'm not... <laughs> Letting her touch this, but I'm also invisible. There's another T-shirt, like just Carla sitting like oh, Chicken on the egging it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Okay. Perfect. I, um, I, I, uh, I mentioned that was also your turn. 
That was my turn. Yeah. Wonderful. I can't do much else past that. All right. Casariel, you will have, at the very least, heard this behind, like, what's happening there. Right. So I um, have my Channel Divinity up, which is a beautiful kind of sphere um, it looks very much like those sort of balls of energy you can buy, where if you touch them, the lightning strikes wherever you touch. I don't know what the mm -hmm. science is behind that, but they're cool. That's what my channel of divinity looks like. And, and um, you know, it, it sort of buzzed me, and I got temporary hit points. And John's right next to me, thank God, because it'll definitely give him temporary... Where are you going? Where are you going? I've got my... Fuck. And then I look behind me, because I hear a, a very hag-like voice, um, and I see Carla shaking on the... <laughs> chicken on the egging it which is brilliant yep. um yes so um i will i will head that way i will use my f full movement to move this way yes um i see we're trying to talk um Okay. Uh, yeah, mm, that's. I'm just gonna stay here. I'm gonna look real intimidating. <laughs> Alrighty. That's it. All right. Wait. The house. I oh, didn't use my action, yes. right? No, I'm sorry. I'm gonna hold my action, which will be a, a attack action against mm -hmm. it if if she tries to damage any of our party. So All right. I'm gonna hold cool. a, a attack. What attack are you holding? Um, I'll do guiding bolt. Cool, cool. Um, the house wakes up this turn, and as it does, it feels something that is trying to poke at its legs, and it doesn't like that. So it'll try to attack you in return. Um, and as it so happens, it can make three attacks, so it will make three attacks with its roots. And all three of those are against John. That is a dirty 20. Hits. A 27. Misses. Hits. I was going to say, hang on. <laughs> and a 16. Uh, no hit. So, two hits. All right. Cool. That is 60 points of bludgeoning damage. That'll do. Um, so, what I'm getting from this is shield next time. Yes. <laughs> 60. That's not bad. That's just horrible. So, yeah. He's... he's Anyways, stabbed I got the into this to get thing. The fuck away from it, but that's interpretation <laughs> is interesting. Yeah, he stabbed into it, and then immediately, bam, bam, two roots come and just slam in the face. Understood. <clears throat> Esmeralda looks at the Baba Lizaga, and she says, "I'm, I'm committed to what's happening here. You have no power over us. You have no power over anything." I don't know where where she went, but but as she steps she steps back and she puts her hand on the crystal as well. And as she does, she will feel your hands. Sorry. Oh, she will actually like she'll slap you like in the leg because you're sitting on top of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will put my hands on the crystal. Oh. Her date, please. And she'll just like sort of like slide. On, oh, this is gonna be. I'm so sorry. She's gonna yeah. slide your hand, her hand, like underneath your leg, and like, like touch the gem. Mister, yeah. I have this it in her ear. She'll hear like, head. I'll have, I'll have it covered. 
the cupboard, it's on me. Okay, go on. She still, she still slides her hand underneath, which looks really awkward when, like, you know, because you're invisible. And she touches the gem. The Babalisaga just grins at that. John, your turn. Um, I regret this decision. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, disengage. And by that, I mean actually disengage and, and use the disengage action and just book it. You got this, Stoker! Um, and not actually leave its space, unfortunately. Um, so rather than disengaging, I think he's just booking it and dashing. So all right, I'm gonna make the da- take the dash action in GTFO. Um, yeah. So you you don't disengage, you dash. Yes, because disengaging wouldn't get me out of its space. Fair enough. <laughs> um, he will make an attack of opportunity on you. Brilliant. Oh, and you're lucky because that is only a 14. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, Stoker. Um, so that's my action. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, what do I even have? What do I even have? Um, yeah. So uh, I think <laughs> as I'm running. Oh, I can't do this. Never mind. Okay. I was going to say I was going to do Shield of Faith. Can't do that. Stoker would go away. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and get to this point and try to be within the aura of niceness that Casario radiates and then have uh, Stoker scream. So, as I flee, Stoker rears back and howls. And that is going to be a... Um, Dreadful scream. Once per day, the spirit screams. Each creature within 30 feet of it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against my spell DC or be frightened for one minute of the spirit. The frightened creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each turn, ending the effect on its success. So that's a wisdom saving throw 17 for the house. Um, Does the creature need to be able to hear it? Uh, That is a good question. It says each creature within 30 feet of it. However... I would say it's a scream, so if you rule yeah, if you if it can't hear it then No, it right. will not it doesn't have ears, so it will not be affected by it. Okay. So he howls in fury uh on upon literally deaf ears. Um, so, <laughs> and stays within the house. Uh and, and he yep. he'll move he'll move to be within the house, essentially. If he can. Alright. Uh and he can, like movement wise, that's perfectly fine. Um, the as Baba you Lissaga. enter the, oh, yes. um, sorry, as you enter the channel divinity, uh, you get a little zap, and it's going to give you fifteen temporary hit points. Oh, thank God, or thanks, Saloon, I suppose. Make mm. a cereal, to be honest. <laughs> the Baba Lissaga looks over at the altar and then looks over at Casario, and she says, "It seems your companion has already fled. Time for you to do the same." Not fleeing, regrouping. And- Sorry. <laughs> she raises her hand and a sickening green and yellow hue forms around Don't her spell. hand. At what level? I'm going to go at Bucket Wee Ball, fifth level. Okay. What is the maximum level that you can counter with that? Fifth. Isn't okay. it? Oh. It, no, moment, it doesn't do see. anything. If I saw so a spell of fourth level higher, make an ability check. Okay. What? 
If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect. If casting a fourth level or higher, make an ability check using my spell casting modifier. The e the DC equals my ten plus, so fifteen. Is it? Um, I have to make a. What is that? Well, Sorry, says, let me read this out. I think it's the DC of the spell. Uh, the spell's level plus ten. So yes. Correct. But so you. So if you want, you can roll against it indeed, but then I'm going to require you to roll an 18. Okay. Um, so what, what am I adding to that then? Sorry. I believe it's just a flat 20. Let me let me check on your character it's an, sheet. It's an ability check. Um, you attempt to interrupt a creature in the process of casting a spell. If the creature is casting a spell of third level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect. If it is casting... A spell of fourth level or higher, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. So charisma. Okay. That's charisma, yeah. The okay, so I have to I use my charisma and try to reach a fifteen, but you're gonna say an eighteen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Alrighty, I'm gonna give it a go. It's fourteen. <laughs> ah <laughs> terrible. No. That's not enough. That'll be That'll be. But a good yeah, attempt. I'll try yeah. Her hand starts to glow in a sickening green and yellow hue, and she simply just points at Casario. There's no effect. There's nothing. There's just Casario, who seems to be affected by this, or is she? She casts Finger of Death on you, and I need a Constitution saving throw. Yeah, you're right to get big eyed on that. Choosing, choosing which dice. Um, that's a biggie. Yep, uh, this is a big one. Oh fuck me. Um, sorry. What was I doing? I'm rolling. What am I rolling? Constitution saving. Constitution saving throw. Ten. That is not enough. Here we go. This is a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. All right. You take 63 necrotic damage. Halved, which is 33. Yes. So you should still be fine. Kasario, yeah, it, it hits Kasario and there is a moment of like purple radiant energy that sort of absorbs it like a shield, but then the rest just pummels her right in the chest and she's like thrown back a few feet yeah for a second it looks like you are like 30 years older and then you sort of like come back to what you were but for a second it looks like all oh. the life was sucked out of you I was just pissed at first then I realized that now I'm fucking furious <laughs> oh no um, but no I'm kidding um, but so she did attack us That my reaction I was holding my reaction to I know go ahead Lisa's spell. Okay. Um, I didn't say what level. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that, but I'll just do it at... I'll just do it at... I'll just do it at first level, just because I didn't say. Um, so that is a, a guiding bolt. <laughs> 19 to hit? Uh, that hits. Okay. 
Um, uh, 13 points of um, radiant damage. Is that radiant damage? Let me just make sure. Yeah. 13 points. Noted. Are we on um, Sariel's turn? No, no, no this I, is a reaction. reaction. Okay, reaction. Perfect. Sorry. Go on. That was it, right? That's it. Um, but she is glowing. Everyone else would notice that she's very easy to hit. So you have advantage on your next attack roll against her. So. And that might be interesting for her. Um, okay. Um, as I counterspelled, I became visible. Uh, did, that is um, true. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now she kind of sees me squatting there. Um, chicken <laughs> sitting chicken on the on egging it. Chicken on the egging it. That's it. And I am going to. Well, I should have saved it for when she couldn't counterspell something. Um, okay. Uh, she can probably counterspell. She could probably counterspell. So I am going to Casimir's dagger fucking leap at her and bring it down on her face if I can. So... Uh, I mean, you can, yes. Well, if counterspell is a reaction, is it a reaction? You can only have one reaction, reaction per turn. So. Well, but she's maybe legendary. Just saying. Uh, we're talking around, so it's re it's reset. It's reset, yeah. Cause it, it's, yeah. Um, so that is going to be a 23 to hit. And that hits. Great. So I'm using Casimir's dagger. Was that so rolled with advantage? That was not rolled with advantage. Let's see if we get a nat 20. We don't. It's ah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yes, that's going to be 1d4. Um, and is she technically an undead creature? She is not. Okay. So she's going to take 7 regular damage then. No radiant. Um, and... Uh, at that point, I am going to. I'm going to call forward a tail, I think, just to have it unlock for when we come out. Um, unless it's one of my reaction ones, which it isn't. So that will come forward in the next series. But I'm now right up in her face after giving her a nice stab. Um, and that that's my turn. All right. Serial. Um, Carla, you are going to receive 12 temporary hit points. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, so I will move. I'm going to move, um, I'm going to move, um... No, I don't want to move farther away from my friends. No, no. Um, I'll move here, or I can yes. see here. <clears throat> and, um, I'm going to say, smoke to your friend, Alia. And then I'm going to... I'm going to cast Dawn behind her. Okay. 
Yep. Um, just hitting her, I imagine, right? Yes. <clears throat> yes, excuse me. There you go. Yep. I'm gonna... Oops. <laughs> uh, yes, so <laughs> that is a, um, a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, yep. Uh, constitution. That is a... Ooh, not the best. That is a 19. Okay, that saves. So... Okay, it's 21 points of radiant damage, so halved. Um, 21, you said? Yeah. 11. Okay, so you get benefit on that, that is 11. Yeah. Noted. So that is my action. Um... Gosh, okay. Uh... That's I it. feel like I'm being stupid and forgetting like every single spell I have in my arsenal, but okay, I think that's. It's just a panic of being do. hit by by by. Finger the the of finger death. of death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me. All right. The house moves thirty feet up and gets very close to the circle. John is within its range. Uh, it reaches it, out. Its its movement speed is reduced by twenty. Does that help? Uh, did Stoker hit it? Stoker, well, Stoker's within it. As long as Stoker's oh, within that's five true. feet. Yep. Uh, so it's reduced by how much? Twenty. Uh, okay, so it only has a ten movement speed, uh, which keeps it well outside of your range. <laughs> and yet, John can is Stoker. well aware of the of the tentacles behind him. He's like, yeah. Can I, can, can I just take one second in this fight to just commemorate and point out the fact that you guys just fucking destroyed Stoker, um, sacrificed him because you guys wanted to get out, and he saved you multiple times so far in Barovia. Listen, every time I thunder wave, I think of him. Okay, as long as you do. <laughs> <laughs> he he is saving our butts so often now. Ah. <laughs> uh. Esmeralda keeps her hand on the crystal and looks at the Babalu Saga and she says, No more. No more. This has to succeed. You are not this. You are something else. Don't you remember? That's her turn. John. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke about house calls, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Esmeralda receives um, 17 temporary hit points. Uh, okay, that actually maxes her out. Thank you. Well, it's temporary, but still maxes her out. All right. I'm going to... John's going to run as far... He's going to run up to here um, so that he's within... Actually, he just saw her get finger of death. Okay. He just saw Casario get finger of death. He's going to yes, run. You to, will recognize that. Yeah. He, he runs to a point essentially in between her and Esmeralda. And so that they're getting both getting the benefit of Zora. And he was afraid of the house. And he still is afraid of the house. But this thing just 
tried to kill his friend in a gruesome, terrifying way. Mm-hmm. And he reaches, I'm going to reach forward and with one hand, red strings lash out and Hexblade's curse gets placed upon Baba Lasaga. No spell cast or anything. It's just, it's just a Hexblade's curse on her. And then okay. at, he gr- pulls his fingers together and a whole host of other strings wrap around and Eldritch Blast times three. All right. Kaioken times three. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> All right. So no words, just pure rage. And that is going to be, oh, God. A 14 and an 11 for the first two. And hey, another 14. So 14 is the so max. So the 14s don't hit. Okay. So all of these lines, they connect, but nothing seems to have an effect as he's like trying to squeeze on them. He's like, how dare you? How dare you do this to us? We're trying to help you. And that's my turn. Uh, Stoker will also make his attack on the tree. Sorry if that was loud. All right. That's no, 14. So I actually enjoyed that. Okay. <laughs> 14 on the tree. A house. Uh, 14 does not hit. All right. And he's just going to... He's going to chill. He's he's basically inside just uh, 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 biting on different parts of it. <laughs> he's having the time of his life yeah. in this sort of really weird kind of way. Like like a dog, he's he's he'll find the the posts of the of the bed and he's scratching on those. You know this and that. Everything's getting gnawed on. You know, like a puppy. All right. The Baba Lissaga looks over to you, John, and she says, "Oh, you like following commands, do you?" Fifteen temporary hit points. File. Oh, thank so you. So sorry, John. It's Good okay. No, no, feel free. That's perfect. I, it's exactly what I had. Awesome. Thank you. You're such a rank and file soldier. Let's see how you follow orders from me. She caused gas at you. Uh, you need spell. to do some saving throw. Uh, okay, it's a fifth level, so go ahead and roll. Ooh, fifth level. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. So that cool. is a 50 you need to be. Um, does it technically count as a charm? Um, this is ooh, yes. Then I am going to counter charm and give John advantage against the saving throw. Uh, you could do that too, but you cannot. You cannot do both. Oh yeah, no, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm going to counter right, charm cool. instead of counter spell. All right, that is perfectly fine. In that case, John, you have advantage on your wisdom saving throw. Alrighty, wisdom saving throw. Here we go. You can do this. Woo. I rolled a two and a thirteen, so that gives me a twenty-two. Oh, you barely make it! <laughs> Thank God. Your dice fucking uh, hate you. Yes, they do. Thank you for the advantage. Oh, you're welcome. You barely make it, so she snaps her fingers, and she's like, as she snaps her fingers, you can hear what John actually hears is sort of like the sound of like almost like. Carla humming near his ears and like a sort of protective barrier from her any amount of charms trying to get in kind of distracting him I hear that and I see her making noises so I go that's very annoying but a great impression (laughs) I love that 
Angry as she is, she lurches forward at you and puts her claws into you. You can make an attack of opportunity if you want, Carla, because she moves out of your sphere. Yes, I fucking will. Ooh, okay. Um, Smart. Dirty 20. Uh, that hits. Dirty 20. Okay, that's going to be... Ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, ba -ba -ba. It's 8 slashing damage. It's not a lot, but it's there. Damage is damage. Notice. Yes. She'll put her claws into you, um, John. Uh, which she will do for a 27. Uh, that will hit. Uh, that is eight points of slashing damage. Not too much. And that the the crackling twilight energy around him takes the brunt of the damage, and he just stands unmolested, staring at her. <laughs> what a fucking phrase! <laughs> that okay. That phrase means that is so much right there, it's man. So funny. It's okay. Ah, uh, it means so much different. Okay, anyway. And he'll just stare her down, basically. I love it. Top it around, Carla. When Esmeralda says, can you remember, that triggers something in Carla. And while she's engaged with John, I'm going to try and cast Modify Memory on Babalisaga. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay. So make me a wisdom sixteen saving throw. It's probably not going to. It's going to be before terrible. I do. Before I do, what do you want to do with this? Because I, I have a great oh, idea, but I want you to fill in the blanks. So when she's like, "Remember, remember who you are," Carla is going to try and inject all of the memories of wash the like because she's a water fane, right? So she's going to try and inject sort of like memories of when the water was calm, when the water was uncorrupted, when the land was uncorrupted. She's going to inject this like memory and spark of her sister, the other fane, her other sister as well, the the forest and the um, the mountain fane. I'm going to just plague her with sort of like this false memory of like sitting in like a livened riverbank without the corruption of the land with her sisters trying to spark back that memory and saying don't like her sister's grabbing her hands and basically saying like don't forget yourself that is beautiful all right what do i need to beat 16 i don't think it's gonna and that is on a wisdom wisdom which i know she's probably good at but it's worth a try she's got a plus seven on wisdom oh As she lurches forward to John, and she sticks her nails into him, angrily looking at him, all of a sudden you notice that the look in her eyes shifts. And for a moment she's standing there contemplating something at least. She lets John go. And she looks directly at you, Carla, and she says, How dare you how I how did you know your spell works oh my god 
your sisters. We're trying to help them. We're trying to help this land return to yourself, whatever you are now. This is not the shape you're meant to be. The water can't heal without you. The land can't heal without you. Please. She looks over at the gem that is still being held down by Esmeralda. And she says, Can I? Please. And she reaches her filthy old witch hand towards the gem. Are you going to allow her to touch this gem? Yes. Are Caserio and John going to allow her to touch this gem? I'm watching. She had a sudden tone shift, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Carlos seems to know what she's doing. I'm, I'm. He's raising his sword. He's ready to strike if needed, but he's not. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Casario's too far away to do anything about it immediately, but she's sort of like... Doesn't trust anyone, so no. Casario's like, no! But doesn't, like actively do anything to stop it. Alright. In that case, she will lurch forward and touch the gem, and as she does, a loud strike of lightning erupts above the swamp, and as it does, the light around you that the gem was making suddenly stops. And in front of you, you notice that the Babalisaga is gone. But instead, there is someone else standing there. In front of you, a young woman is looking around her with a frightening look in her eyes. Am, am I... Are you... I'm free. I'm so sorry. Can you call off your house? Uh, of course. And she looks over at the house and just does a snap with her finger and the house just thump, tubs down. <laughs> you just hear her growling as Stoker continues to gnaw on things. <laughs> Roll me a d20, John. Oh, God. This is a flat d20. Uh, 18. All right, cool. Stoker will survive that. He's not going to be crushed by the house. He's just happily gnawing on a piece of wood there. <laughs> Had to check. I'm sorry. She looks around and takes a step towards the altar and says, It's... It has been... It has been long. I, I have lost my way. And I've done things I cannot bear to speak of. I have forgotten the beauty of the world. And I was fueled by malice and hate for the corrupt darkness and the Lord Strahd. My anger at the loss of the world is such. I, I, I would stoop to Strahd's level of depravity. I would forswear my abilities and station as a Fey of Barovia to feel Strahd's beating heart shredded between my teeth. You 
have freed my spirit, my friends, my saviors, my heart will likely be stained for all time from the things I have done in a state of insanity. You have saved my life, my soul, and most importantly, restored my mind to me by returning my power. I owe you everything. Please. She raises her hands and a subtle glow comes from her hands. As you feel a warmth that washes over you like a warm bath, all of you have all of your injuries removed, all your curses are removed, which you don't have at the moment, and you're restored to full health. Vengeance on Strat will be mine. I care not if he knows of these proceedings, but they do put you in danger. Now is not the time to speak. I will seek to find my sisters and restore them. I will need your help. You will need... You will need to know something. Have you spoken to my sisters at all? Yes. We spoke to your sister, the Mountain Fane. I'm going to present the, the staff and say we've spoken to both of your sisters, I think. Esmeralda will look at the staff and hear what you just said. They have granted you the power of the mountains and the forests. I will add mine to it and ensure that you will have our power wherever you go. Can I touch your staff? No pun intended. What are you waiting for? He looks over at Carla. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. She touches your staff. And with that, you are getting an upgrade to it. Which means uh, a couple of things which I will look up in a second, but uh, you're getting a combined bonus, which means that your healing will be a little better. Cool. Um, uh, other than that, uh, I believe you get something else as well. Uh, but I'll have to look that up in a second. Okie dokie. As she grants the power to the staff, she says, if you've spoken to my sisters, that means that you have found the other two gems. Have you? Have the gems been restored? One has. The other is with the Lord of the Land. That is very unfortunate. Yes. The gems provide unique powers to the Lord of this land. If they are restored to us, those powers are taken away. You see, Strahd has through me a resistance to anything that comes from fire and anything that comes from cold but now that I am in possession of this gem that is gone bit by bit we can chip away at him with that but that is not the most important part what is important is that we need all three of the gems the three gems 
are the key that you will need. If one of the gems is in the possession of Strahd, you will need to recover it. If you do not, there is no hope of overpowering him. You will need the gem. I beg of you. Get that third gem and speak to my sister, the Forest Fane. She will tell you what you need to know about the gems. But we will need all three. Can you do that? I would like to. You said that the gems provide him resistance to things. Yes. So removing them makes him less powerful. That way you're able to we're able to actually hit him and hurt. You provide provided protection from the cold and cold from and fire. fire. What about your my other sister, sister? My sister, the Forest Fane. Through her powers, he had control, he had dominion over the animals of this land. The bats, the wolves. And through my sister of the mountain, he had other protections that the DM has neglected to look up before this talk. <laughs> willing look him up that I will find in, in a dream at some point in the future, yes. <laughs> so, are you saying that without these gems, these boons are removed? Yes, but that is not all. The gems signify so much more. Together, they form a power that very few can wield and through that you will be able to undo the most important part that makes the lord of this land we will need all three gems and you must hurry I care not if Strat knows that this gem is restored but I will tell you that he knows he is everywhere he will know and he will try to go and come for these gems. I will safeguard this with my life. But time is a precious commodity that you currently do not possess. Time. What do you say? Sorry? I know we all know what it's like to be in a situation where our backs are pressed against the wall, to be pushed further than you've ever been pushed. But you may have done things. You may have become something that you resent and that you hated. But if you push forward, if you try to improve, if you try to acknowledge your past and come to terms with that and use it to shape your future. You may never be able to absolve yourself, at least in your own eyes, but you can shape that into something good for the world. Don't forget that. You have a good heart, Paladin. Do you know what the image was that I was transformed into 
through the hatred of Strahd. A very Baba ugly Lizaga. witch. <laughs> it is not just someone. It is not just an ugly witch. You see, my sister was transformed into an actual witch. But with me, he had other plans. I resisted him. I resisted him, the longest of my three sisters. And he said he would do something special to me. The Baba Lissaga was someone that Strad held dear. It was the woman that put him on this earth, not his mother, but the woman that helped deliver him. And it was her image that he used to warp me into. She the first sight he ever saw? In a way, probably, yes. <clears throat> there is so much to do. You must go. You have my power on your face staff. Please, I will keep this gem safe. The swamps will bother you no more. I will control everything that is here. The swamp will be good to you. But leave this place. Gather what you need to gather. Make your plan and get the gem. You will have to. It is the only way. I... What did you mean? Time is not on our side? Is there a time limit we're unaware of? When Strahd finds out that these gems are located, and not only that, but are at a place that he can quite easily go and get them. It will only be a matter of time before he possesses all three of them. And then he will have the power to himself. But we have a unique opportunity now. Two gems have been recovered and put back where they belong. One is only missing. If we act fast, perhaps... Perhaps we can turn the tide. Are you aware of what's happened to him? The corruption? His corruption has spread and has touched everyone, including me, as you might have noticed. Yes. He is so much, but corrupted he is indeed. Oh, you know that he dies and comes back again and again. Yes. And so you're telling us with all of the gems we can kill him permanently? I do not know the intricacies of the gems, but I know that my sister, the Forest Fane, knows of a way that, yes, we might be able to finally put him to rest. Why don't you know it? Why doesn't your other sister know it? Why does it have to be when we have the final gem? What will stop him? How can we put him to rest for real? All I know is what your friend just said. If he dies, he comes back. And when he comes back, he will ultimately die again, only to be brought back again and again. That cycle has never been stopped, but it can be stopped. 
I know it can. I just don't know how. Was your other sister a demon? And I'm going to cast Divine Sense. Um, as you cast Divine Sense, you'll notice that this fae is a fiend. And you take a step back from her and look to Cassariel and sort of nod in a knowing way, a way that we've established to communicate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very subtly. I, um, I don't mean to be insulting when I say this, but if he can simply come here to you and take it out of your hands again, perhaps we should keep the gem with us. So he can take it out of your hands while you're in his castle. What is the difference? The difference is that I'm miles away from his castle and I could safeguard it here. Now that I am back to my right mind, I have the entirety of the creatures that are living around me. The water creatures all around Barovia. Quite literally everyone that worships me that will follow my every lead and I can bring this gem to a place where he will never be able to find it. I can just bury it somewhere here in the swamp and it'll be safe at least for a little while. Longer than in, when it would be with you. In the fiend's head, Carla will say, be very careful what you tell Casario. Don't tell her where you put the gem. They have a connection. Give it to me. I will keep it safe. I'll just hold my hand out to her. The Water Fae will look over her shoulder to, Car to Carla and then look back to Casario. I need both of you to roll me an intimidation check. Whoever rolls highest will be what you follow us. And I do persuasion. Because I'm trying to persuade her as opposed to... That is a fair point, and yes, you can. Thank you. Fifteen. Um, that's going to be a thirty. A thirty? Eighteen plus twelve. So you're twice yeah. as persuasive as Kasaro is intimidating. That's <laughs> insane. I have a zero in intimidation. That's charisma. I know, yeah. but, but you're super intimidating. <laughs> Apparently, I need to step up my game. I uh, already have like a clutch in her brain, you know. That's that's why. Well, I, <laughs> but I have a memory. plus nine in intimidation. I'm. Mm. <clears throat> the Water Fae looks at Casario as she's holding the gem, and she says, "As much as I appreciate your enthusiasm and your strength, no, the gem should stay with me and mine. I will look after it." What is your name? What, Water Fay is what you are, but what is what do you go by? My name was lost to the times and histories, but if you must have a name, my name is Mina. Mina. Yeah. I need to understand. In all of my travels, in all of our studies, and everything that we've ever known about this world, you're kind... You, Fiends, devils, demons, you 
you're you have a purpose you have a plan you would not be here just for no reason what are you and your sisters plotting what are your plans what are you doing here how did you come to be here you've partially already answered your own question paladin i have come here with a purpose i have come here with a goal i have come here for one specific task unfortunately i do not know the why in that but i do know that me and my sisters were brought here with the specific purpose of governing this land and making sure that the balance stays the balance nature runs its course just as the water flows downstream and the mountains grow that is the only truth in this land and that is the very truth that Lord Strahd has tried to gain for himself to get an ultimate power and dominion over this land sure my history my very existence perhaps might be discerning to you but at the end of the day this is what I was made for this is my sole purpose this is what I do. You've spoken for moments on end. You've told us nothing. You and your sisters have told us nothing. You've done nothing to save these people. Yet you refuse to give us what we need to save them. I've had it with you and your riddles and your lies. You believe this thing. This thing that has done nothing that so easily has its gem taken from its hands. What is it doing to save anyone? Nothing. What are we doing? We're saving this land, not it. She just looks at you. These told us nothing. We asked them all, how do we save this land? They told us nothing. They're not trying to help us. They could care less about the people of this land. They want their power over the, the frogs and the, the swamps, the mountains. If they wanted to stop straw, they would have. Have you read in your storybooks, Carla, anything about these fanes fighting against straw at all? Why don't you come with us? Come with us now. Come with us to the castle. We're going there. Do you know? We're going there right now. We're going to fight him. We're going to save the people. Do you want to go? Come with us. I... Unfortunately... Cannot go with you. Not. Of course you can't. This is rubbish. You both know it. And Xarl's just going to walk away. Esmeralda, what do you... What do you know about these fanes? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not glare at, but but keep an eye on, um, Mina. I, as I said before to Casario, you are the first that have made a difference in this land. You are the first that have come this far, and look at it. You've secured, from what I understand, all three of the gems. I thought only two, but you said all three of them. No one has ever done that. And I understand 
Perhaps Casario's frustration. No, you don't understand, Esmeralda. I, we have a sense for these things. And this, I'm gonna point right at Mina, is a fiend. Her sister was a fiend. The people in the town of Vallaki have been fiends. They don't just exist without purpose. They don't just exist for the sake of, of existing. They aren't like humans. They don't come into this world without intention. They are here for a reason. There's something bigger going on here and we don't know what it is. Listen, John, we haven't known each other for that long, but as much as I want to understand your reasoning and your, well, your stance against fiends. Do you know what was in the Amber Temple? Do you know what we saw in there? These elder gods, these old things, these things that were encased by people more powerful and stronger than us because of the untold damage they could do. These are no different. But perhaps they are. The Amber Temple was protected for a long time. Do you know by what, John? By the whoever the wizards were who who held it, the amber wizards or something. Monks. Yes. And what was that amber made from? Uh sap. The some Carla Ancient tree sap. That's the one. Made from the fey trees of this land. The trees grown by her and her sisters. How do you know they didn't just step in and take the place of them? How do we how do we know that these are the Fae? John, we might never know, but at some point we're gonna have to make a decision whether we go one way or the other. Do you know I who we traveled much... with in this town? The very first person that we traveled from city to city with. His name was Vasili. We thought him a friend. He was with us. He housed us. He closed us. He, he gave us food. We slept down the hall from him. Do you know who that was? It was Strahd the entire time. He fooled us. He tricked us. Then perhaps it is Strahd who has been fooling everyone all along. But... John, I mean this in the most sincere way, but how can you speak of trust, of that which might be evil when you yourself have taken up something which has almost corrupted you to the core just for the sake of trying to save those around you? Because guy, by Sometimes. the grace of Saloon, I was able to maintain hold upon myself. Are you saying that that makes me the same as Strahd. Just because something on the outside, something outwardly, you can see, you can mistrust it. But just if someone tells you that they are the fane of this world, you you take it immediately as truth. I have nothing else to believe anymore. What else should I go for if not for this? This is the closest to a solution, to an absolution of this world. I have nothing else to go on. If this is not it, then there is no hope. 
When I divine sensed, I didn't get anything from her, right? From Esmeralda? Right. Uh, that's a good question. You did not. Okay. Oh. I'm look over to where Casariel is. I'm looking her. for a carriage. I've sheathed my blade. I am put my shield back, and it's kind of like place on my back, and I'm I'm looking for a carriage. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I'm there over is this. no carriage here. I don't know who to trust in this land. Carla, Casariel, they've been the only two that I could rely on. Every corner, there seems to be someone behind it looking to stab us in the back. There's Strahd who was playing us for days. There's these fiends who have been who are the fiends that we've been uh, Is what fame? Yes. Your nature? Do you know your origin? Do you know where you came from? I know I came into existence. I do not remember a childhood. I just exist and I do what I do until I became corrupted. Is that... I'm kind of going to, like, almost, like, usher for her to just speak to me um, as opposed to kind of getting John and Esmeralda involved. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you can tell us about Strahd, about the mists, about other creatures in this land, anything at all. I know... I know everything is not it is, what it seems, but... It is all connected. And the one point in the center is the one you know already. He needs to go, but he needs to go permanently. I implore you, we need that gem if we want to succeed in that. What is he? Is he a vampire? Is he a demigod? Is he a god himself? I don't what know what strong? he is. He is more than what he was. He seems to be a demigod, but I don't know. But you, you know anyone who would? Someone who might know. A place we can look anything. The only one that would know it is Strahd himself, but you don't just walk up to him and start a conversation, do you? I think that's exactly me. what I'm going to look over at Casariel. Um, <laughs> do I mean no same person would? But you're an a nature creature. Yes. Your purpose is to keep the waters and the mountains, and that's what you and your sisters do. Do you know yes. if there are others of your kind? Have you ever encountered them? Just my sisters. One of the forest, one of the mountains. Look, Carla. You have a good heart, and I believe that you trust in what I say. John's heart is in the right place, but he has his convictions, and I cannot blame him for that. Casario, I guess... That's the same, just in a different way. I don't blame them. Do you truly believe in what I said? I have to. I have Can no I other option. You? They're happy to be trusted. Can I trust you with that? Yes. 
I need to trust you that you will hide that well. Use magic, use trickery, use everything you've learned. She it's holds your hands. Fun. She holds your hands and she says, and at this point, I want to ask John and Casario to mute themselves so they can't hear what's been said. Oh. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> so the stream can hear. I will just do this. <laughs> I will raise my hand when we're done. Okay. Sarah, you're also not listening. She nodded. Uh, okay, just she to make sure. Yeah, but not when you said Wonderful. that, so I believe it. <laughs> Wonderful. She holds your hands, and as she does, she entrusts you with the blue gem. And she says, in that case, I will share with you what I know. You're a smart girl, Carla. What would make a person like Strahd come back again and again and again. This one of certain creatures that I've heard of, but one of the few in Such this as. land are liches, wizards exactly. beyond corruption. And what do they possess that keeps them bound to the mortal plane? He has a phylactery. Has a phylactery, and I know how to break it. The gems oh. together form a powerful bond, a bond that is strong enough to destroy his phylactery. I know that, but I do not know where the phylactery is. That knowledge lies with my sister. We all three know of one bit. That I know. I can trust you with that. But I'm not sure of Casario and John just yet. Please, take the knowledge with you. If they are trustworthy, then you can clue them in. That is your only way forward. Okay. Thank you. This is the first bit of hope I've had. That I might see home again. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm going to very, like slightly like sleight of hand very much enabling all of my sneakiness to bury it deep within the bag that order succeeds <laughs> all right i don't think casario saw casario is making notes i think <laughs> i'm also trying to avoid looking at the chat just in case anyone put anything in there fair point that's fair <clears throat> Can you hear us again, Marissa? Yes, hello. Hello. Okay. So just on, like, you know, 200 degrees and for 15 minutes, okay? I've been looking for a good pie recipe. I mean, we completely ran out after we Wait. killed you. Oh, that's <laughs> what? about the same information we've learned from them. So might as well learn a recipe. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, John's over with Casario, and and he's basically saying, "I think we do have to see, at the very least, understand what if Strahd knows anything about them. Maybe glean some information. It couldn't hurt." Casario's like seething, and she turns around. She like flails around, and then she sees it's John. And John sort of has this like calming energy on her. 
tired of riddles. I've had enough of half-truths and lies and deceit. I am ready to end this. End it, John. I want to... I want to go home, back to Neverwinter. Back to our unit. Back to missions that you and I we did for Saloon. You remember when things weren't so complicated? What happened? This place I brought is... you into something. I wouldn't and I know you would have come... Right. Talk right. Over yes. I think we're saying. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, love you. And she's going to turn back around and keep looking for the carriage. <laughs> what are we looking for? What are we waiting for? Uh, um, the carriage. You know, black, drawn by de demon horses, red eyes. Quite impossible to miss. Carla will kind of like go up towards Esmeralda and kind of give like a, a nodding gesture over to the two of them and say, shall we go? Yes. Let's, let's go. As we're sort of walking, she's going to say, I, I can't even apologize for not telling I, you or for lying. I, it's okay. You've seen the power. It's immense. It's okay. Are you let's, talking about her house? Just go. It's very powerful. It hurts a lot. Yes, yes, it does. Um, back towards the tracks and towards our horses. I just, I feel it in my heart that we're going to have to come back here and deal with something. But let's go. All right. Do you guys want to leave? Yes. Stoker looks up and happily yips at everybody. You leave this circle and make your way back after a little while towards the tracks which will lead you out of the swamp. And uh, we'll continue over there after we've had our break. Because uh, we are way past break time. <laughs> yeah. Emotional damage. That was a thing. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So for those of you that are currently live with us on Twitch, you can join us in our Discord and have a live chat with us about all that happens. Please, no spoilers, of course. But other than that, feel free to join us. Um, and for the others that uh, aren't live with us, still join our Discord because you can join us next time. Um, but we'll see you after the break. See you in a minute. Hello, everybody. Hello. Good to see you. Um, I hope you enjoyed your break. I know we did. It was... a uh, Rather busy in our Discord, and we like that. So, uh, um, thank you for that. It's always fun to catch up with you guys uh, during the break. And thank you for not spoiling, of course. Um, so, where were we? Before the break, you guys uh, had a bit of a fight, uh, two fights actually, uh, in the circle. And you <clears throat> uh, ran into the Baba Lissaga, who uh, was indeed the Water Fae. You have turned her back to her original form. And uh, after that, you had a bit of a discussion on the gems and on this land and the difficulties uh, of this land <laughs> and its inhabitants, um, making uh, Casario to uh, walk away in, in anger, uh, 
for a moment. Um, and having Carla and the Water Fae talk privately for a second um, about something very important that I'm not going to share because Casario and John didn't hear that. This group has secrets. After that, you decided to leave this place and with the swamp currently being under firm control of the Water Fae again and not causing you any harm, you are more than safe to leave the swamp and head back to wherever it is you want to go. With that, you arrive back on the trail leading out of the swamp. And as you are leaving the swamp, I don't know if you guys want to talk to each other, but as you are leaving the swamp, you notice that along the way, indeed, there is something looming in the distance on the path. It looks black and square. And as you get closer, it looks like a carriage. You want to sit this one out, Esmeralda? Uh, <clears throat> Esmeralda. Mansion. Can you take our horses back there? I think we left them tied off not too far away. Yes, I I can. I'm pretty sure I don't want to go to Strauss Castle just yet. I, I'm fine. Where do you want to meet up if, well, when you come back? Uh, Maybe with Casimir? Carla, yes, do you think Casimir would be? What? Sure. Sorry. Uh, do you think Casimir would be? Maybe she can talk with him. Maybe they can strategize, try to get our other allies together. Mm -hmm. I think that would be best if you can find him. If not, maybe talk. Pop into the Vistani and the Dark Elves. Let them know maybe a little... A careful amount of updates about the situation, and then just keep yourself safe. I can, and I will, yes. All right. All right. Please, be safe. I'll take all your horses, and we'll see each other at the Vistani camp just outside of Falaki. Please, watch out. All right? I'll be careful. She'll take the horses and move past the carriage, and moves out of sight. John. Yes. Clean me up, would you? I think I do have presentation, so yeah. <clears throat> so he'll tentatively step forward and, and essentially the strings will slowly reach out and wherever they touch you, it just cleans the grit and the grime away. And... I suppose we should look our best. Thank you. And I'll walk towards the carriage. Right. As you get closer to the carriage, the doors open, signaling that you are welcome to sit inside. I look at Carla. How is she reacting? She's frowning, but trudging forward, putting on a soldier face. Carla, if anything goes wrong, we'll be by your side and we'll we'll be able to get out of there. 
It's just a talk, right? Nothing to go wrong. If anything, gathering mm -hmm. information. <laughs> I think. I hope. <laughs> we hope. We'll follow Casario. All right. So you all sit in the carriage? Mm -hmm. I'll wait on the outside for both of them to enter. Okay. And then after they do, if they do, I'll enter after them. Fair enough. And I imagine all three of you then enter, right? Or is there any reservation there? Yep. Well, and hesitate at the door and then step forward and enter. Okay. As before, the entire carriage is empty. It is being drawn by four completely ebon black horses with manes that look like they've been made of fire, even though they're definitely not fiery. There is no one escorting the horses, and inside the carriage itself is also no one. It seems like it's just a carriage on itself, but you've experienced this before. As soon as you sit in the carriage, the doors slowly shut, and the horses begin to run. Did she they pick up the pace. Oh, yes. Uh, so when we're sitting down, he'll say to Carlin Casario, did she say that one of the gems gave him control over animals? Yep. I presume that's what's doing that. Hmm. Hmm. Explains why so many wolves seem to have our number. <clears throat> oh, that doesn't make sense. There's no phones. Seem to not like us. Hmm. Have our sending stone. I wonder if we took away the gem, he would lose that. Hmm. How would he get around? You'd have to hire a footman. Oh, how tragic. How absolutely awful for him. And she'll, like, do a lot of dramatics. And try to, like, cheer up the mood a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, could you imagine him stooping so low as to have someone draw his carriage and not just the mystical psychic bond uh, he has with a horse? Oh, walking down the road. Radin, come along. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, that would put Rohadine. Yeah. yeah. We're very nervously making these jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I bends <laughs> at Carla. It's a shame you hate him so much. I think he would like you. Oh, I hope when we take that gem off him, every bird poops on his head. Because they haven't been allowed to probably in the past while. Every single one. <laughs> As much as he might like me, I don't particularly like him. Our, you know, general values go against each other. I've never stolen a woman before. Maybe her heart, but never her. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> the carriage rumbles over the dirt and subtle cobblestone roads past Valaki, past the windmill, and finally up the mountain pass that brings you to Castle Ravenloft. If there's anything you guys want to discuss amongst yourselves right now, this would be the moment. After that, you will arrive at the castle. As we pass each place, John just sort of looks out at all the, the stops that they've made, the different tasks they've performed at each one of these places. All right. The carriage itself. Um, oh, yes. Sorry, I will do something. Casario will um, reach out and grab both of their hands. 
Just, just John and Carla. I love you both. You know that. Both of you. Should look at Carla. I'm gonna cast Death Ward on both of them. So sweet. All right. I can't do that. I'm sorry. On you. Thank you. The carriage itself brings you just over the wooden drawbridge, and you can see the castle looming into distance. As it passes the drawbridge, the carriage itself stops just beyond that and opens the door. It lets you out, and the second you get out, you are standing in front of the immense Castle Ravenloft. This time, you will enter the front door. Well? On what time of day is it? Around Castle Ravenloft, time <clears throat> seems to just be standing still. It is a perpetual gray mess. There's mist all around you, and the clouds above seem to tell it is dusk nor dawn. At least it's not nighttime just yet, you think. And judging by how long it took us to travel here, how long has it been since uh, just before the fight with Baba's La Saga? Basically when I cast aid. Oh, um, from there, it should have been about a two-hour drive. Okay, so given it was before the um, one-hour... So basically, it's still active. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Cool. All right. I guess... Uh, moonlight above. Chaos below. Spirits abound. Probably. Probably. I'll start walking forward. Definitely. The doors of Castle Ravenloft, eloquently carved out of wood and metal, are closed, but the second you get closer, you can hear heavy locks unlock, and the doors themselves open as if someone was expecting you. I think we're going to walk in cautiously. The first hallway, now that you're entering from this side, looks interesting, small, but well-appointed. The carpet itself is a bit broken, but other than that, you notice that there is some beautiful stonemasonry that is happening here. In the corners, on some pillars, you notice four distinct stone dragons, all four of them looming down at you menacingly. And just for a second, you got the feeling that the eyes of these dragons are following you. When you say distinct, do you mean distinct from each other? No, the stonemasonry is really well done over here, but the 
stone dragons themselves are a cut above everything else. Do they remind us of the statue outside of Argenvoss? Oh, um, you know what? The fact that you thought back on that, I'm going to allow that. Yes, same style. And look down at the shield that I'm wearing. Does it look similar to that? <laughs> For that, I'm going to need you to roll a perception check. I'm not right. I'm not rolling you. You suck. <laughs> oh, come on. <clears throat> Perception. This is going to be a 12. No, not really. Oh. This looks familiar. I gesture to the statues. I'm going to look up to the statues and, and curtsy. I'm going to curtsy to the first two, just glance up to both of them and turn behind us and um, curtsy and glance up to the other two. And then I'm going to try to use thermaturgy to open the doors in front of us. They are already open, but... Um... Oh. <laughs> open them wider? Oh, sure. Okay, great. <laughs> they open just a Walk little in bit. like she owns the joint. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I'll head forward. Wonderful. As Kasari and John... As Kasara and John sort of pass and they're like not really watching her, she like flips off one of the dragons and continues on <laughs> proceeding with courtesy to them. I was gonna say after she curtsied, both John and Carla sort of glance at each other like <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever except for the high priestess back home, I've never seen her so respectful. You want to you walk beyond another set of double doors and walk into a great entry, one that looks familiar. You've been here before. The great entry connects three areas. A large staircase that goes to the north. An area that goes to the south that you know all too well leads to the diner. And another set of double doors which connects to a hallway that leads to the chapel. Now that you take a moment to look around here, Again, the stone masonry here is exceptional. There is some cobwebbing and someone really needs to clean up. But the stone masonry is absolutely immaculate, especially the eight gargoyles that you notice on the walls. It seems like they're looking at you as well. Oh, he would have Thought he would have greeted us at the door. Guess we're going to... Where do you think he'll be? I think he should send someone for us. To greet us. It's what any noble would do. Indeed he would. Jeez. Here. Or, well, not... <laughs> Saloon! For God! <laughs> <sighs> Rahadin emerges from the hallway that leads to the diner and walks to the center of the room, turns around, and gives the three of you a bow. Welcome again to Castle Ravenloft. The master has been expecting you. Ah, I see you've 
Notice our little friends. Do not fear. They will not bite unless you provoke them. This way, please. And he points towards the staircase. Rahadin, we're not here to fight. We're here to talk. There are things that we need to understand. But of course you are. Yeah, so I will grin at Rahadin, give him a nod, and then head up the stairs. Wonderful. Mm. As you walk up the staircase, you will get to a grand landing, if you will. The staircase itself, as you noticed, is completely illuminated by a lot of candles. And as you get to the landing, there are two set of stairs that are leading upwards towards, well, something. What's in between the staircase? There are two very large iron statues. So they're not suits of armor, they're statues. All right, let's go to like pop her head behind one, see if there's anything interesting. Um, There's a whole bunch of cobwebs over there. Um, Give me what you have a very high passive investigation, don't you? Yeah, and like I am looking around for tidbits in here. I'm right. high and alert. <laughs> Twenty. Fair. Um They're So both of them are standing at attention, basically, as would a suit of armor. Though it's not a suit of armor. One of them is holding a relatively large black mace. And it looks like it's not part of the statue. Hmm. Reach out and like give it a little tip, just a little poke. Carla, be careful. Okay. Hmm? Give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Plus five. Actually. Oh, wonderful. Super dexterity saving. Ah, that's fine. Um. 27. That's fine. As you give it a little tap and you stand to the side, the mace itself and the hand attached to it does sort of like a flip, almost as if a sort of, sort of a latch has been released. And it just Oof. goes forward. And then you hear the rattling of the trap resetting. Oh. Interesting. Why, why would he need to trap a statue? With all the things we've had to deal with with statues, why are you poking around them? Well, I mean, that's, this one just was interesting. That's Sorry. True. Uh, that's, do do they have any marks, or do they look like any anyone specifically, or is it just sort of like a decorative statue? It kind of looked like the soldiers you have seen in your regiments when you were lieutenants in Strahd's army in the book. I suppose it's somewhat honorable to commend those who fell in your service. Where's that stupid lord? 
suppose we should. I'm going to follow Casario. Yep, I'll right. keep heading up. Up is the only way we can go that we yep. can see, yes. right? Okay, I'll yes. go up. Feel free. Alrighty. As you move up the stairs, you walk into another place that somehow feels familiar. And I will reveal it, of course. Give me one second. You're standing in what seems to be a throne room. A throne room that you have been before, though in different times. The beautiful stained glass window that once was a sparkling reminder of the Morning Lord lies shattered on the ground here. In front of you, at the very end of this room, stands a throne. A line of candles is next to it, but is unlit. And as you get closer into the room, all of a sudden, you hear a voice. You have heeded my summons. You wanted to meet, and I have provided. Welcome to my home. Strat rises from his throne. You have done well, uncovered much in my domain. You have fought well, you have survived, and you have done much to instill hope in the hearts of my subjects. I cannot say anything else than to admit that I am proud of what you have done so far, and now you wish a meeting with me. Here I am. What can I do for you? I will lower into a very graceful curtsy, lift my eyes, and then stand again. But it is not only we who wanted this meeting, my lord. Surely you can concede that point. As always, a meeting should be mutually beneficial. I intend to see this one in that light as well. I'm going to glance back at John. Are, are you looking to him to contribute to the conversation? I'm, I, I, I just gave a flourishing curtsy, so I'm just looking back at you to see what you're doing. I'll very tensely do it like a somewhat bow. We've. <clears throat> Sorry, if you have anything to say, it's, now's probably the time. So much to say. Is it against protocol that I just begin asking you questions? Or should I wait for you to ask the first, my lord? 
I am unspeakably grateful for the fact that at least some of you still know how a court should function. And for that, I will grant you the benefit that you ask for. Sure, ask away. Well, <laughs> as I said, I have so many questions, but I think the most pressing, why did you, why did you allow my mother and I to leave Barovia? Let's say that your mother was very convincing ways. When your mother took up arms against me for the first time, I had no choice but to strike her down. Unfortunately, I sometimes do not know my own power. Your mother was on the verge of death, and I granted her one final say before I would instill eternal rest. But she had other plans. She told me that she was pregnant, pregnant with you, and she begged for your life. And I granted it. I am not a monster, as some of you might think. I struck a bargain with her. Such immense power that she had. I wished that things could be different between us, and I decided something unique. I allowed her to leave my domain, to give birth to you, and to raise you into a powerful being, a powerful, loyal being. And you became exactly that. Look at you now, a young lady, a soldier, a special person. Your mother did well. But a bargain has two sides. And I did make your mother promise that once you would be capable to fend for yourself, she would come back to me and help me with certain things. Tell me, Casario, where is your mother now? Surely you understand, my lord, it's difficult for me to speak of. I do love her so much. Her ashes are with me. Though I know her soul is with you. It pains me to see her in this state, segregated body and mind. Living but not living, captured but not captured. Surely this is not what your mother deserved. I am sure that you would agree. When your mother became my bride, 
I did not wish for her to die again. But unfortunately, things happen, and I do not control everything in my domain. Because Sokasariel will open her mouth, and the words that she speaks become dark and harsh and sharp and foreign and in abyssal, she will ask, Is that why I can speak perfect abyssal without ever studying a word? Strahd will reply to you in abyssal. It is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons you know so well, Asaria. Is this the first time uh, John has heard you speak in abyssal? It's a good question. <laughs> um, John heard Casario speak in abyssal when they were in the death house. And she was reading the inscription on mm. the weapon that he took. <laughs> I don't think he heard her. But, I mean, he heard her, but I think he listened. Yeah, but I mean, um, I think John would know that. I think Casario's probably been really confused about that her whole life. Okay. So yeah, I think John would know that. We all have... <clears throat> we all have some tied to the darkness it, it's what helps us define what about us is part of the light that is exactly right John and once we defeat our dark side is when we truly become who we really are I have a question for you too how is Escher doing he's no longer pulling the strings It's He's... unfortunate that of all that I trusted, Escher would turn against me and try to get someone else to do his dirty work. And of all people, <laughs> he would come across you, John Verendal. Mistake me not, I found it an interesting twist of fate. You have proven yourself to become quite a formidable paladin. Strong. Strong-willed. Yes, a powerful entity. You should be proud of yourself. Look at what you have become so far. Not even Escher's filly attempt to try and get do his bidding succeeded you fought back and you became stronger because of it I applaud you this power the power is only good for anything if it's used if it's used to protect those and I couldn't have, I couldn't have stopped him. 
if not for my friends. I, I wouldn't be here today if not for Casario, for Carla. I, I'll never become what he was. I don't seek the power to dominate, to control, to, to bind. That's not... That's not destroying the darkness within. That's giving into it. The power of friendship. Unfortunately, a power that I have not personally had for so long. But do not underestimate my appreciation for it. It has served the three of you very well. Look at how far you have come. You have bested a temple of absolute darkness and power in my land and came out relatively unscathed. You fought left and right everywhere in my domain and still you're standing and look at you, how strong you are, still believing in one another. That is true power and I commend the three of you for having that. Strahd, you speak about killing the darkness within, and yet you went to that place. You went to that temple, and you gave yourself to the darkness. We saw it. What... What was that? What are you? What is this? I am what remains of a bad decision. I am what remains of a horrible fate twisted in such a way that it would affect me at every turn. I thought that love was the ultimate power, but I too was deceived just as you were by Escher. There is no such thing as love without retribution. I have known this for so long now. I believed that love was pure, but love is not. Love is power in a different form. But looking at the three of you, your kinship, your friendship, perhaps that is the love they speak of. Perhaps that is still pure. I'm gonna look to Carla and Casario. Well, I disagree with you. I think love is love. And sometimes, when it's unrequited, it can be mistaken for something else. Tell me, are you not weary of this life, of this cycle, of ensnaring your prey? He's toying with them like a cat might toy with a ball of yarn. And then killing them. Doesn't that get tiresome? You think me someone that toys with his food before he eats them? 
then you have mistaken me. I do not simply toy with that that is thrown at my feet. After so many centuries of cold, after so many centuries of waiting and nothingness, I decided it is time for me to pass on this crown to someone else. But there is no one able to wear my crown. And every single time I try to pass it on or I forfeit my crown and throw myself off of the balcony, I come back and here I stand once again. There is no ending. This cycle is what apparently I am supposed to endure until the end of time. And so I will, vengefully, until someone I feel is worthy enough to take my crown. Do not mistake me. Wearing this crown is the ultimate sacrifice. It is so heavy on the shoulders of those that wear it that I alone will be able to select that person. So that is why you let me come back, then. A creature of your making? I have always thought you were a very smart woman, Casariel. From the moment you set foot in my domain, I have had my eye on you. I would have liked to see how you could prove yourself worthy. To see if you have what it takes to perhaps one day. And while he is speaking these words, Casariel, you hear other words in your mind. And for the second time during this stream, I'm going to have to ask two people to mute their heads up. Man. (laughs) I'm going to just set up... So you can see everybody. Yep, yep. Wow, this is a... (laughs) We're going to drop a lot of lore today. (laughs) Casariel, at the same time, you hear in your mind... You have come back for a purpose. I need you, Casariel. I'm listening. When you were a guest at my dinner table, I entrusted you with a task to get a gem for me. One that is a family heirloom. And there are two more gems. I know you have seen them. You have held them. These gems are of vital importance to me and to you. You see, I have not been completely honest about these gems. Yes, they are my... They are mine. But they serve a purpose. Together, these gems can dominate life. They can restore life. Casario, 
Would you want to see your mother again? This is why you've brought me back. I need your power. You have dominance over light. The one thing that I cannot bear to touch for my sacrifice has banned me from ever calling upon the service or power of the morning, Lord. But you, you have followed in the footsteps of your mother and you have the power that can combine everything. Bring me the three stones and together we can bring your mother back. I will give you everything for that. Your mother wants her place at my side. We have loved each other for so long. I will give up anything to have her back. If you wish to leave my domain together with your friends, so be it. I will allow you. If you wish my throne, I would forfeit it to you. But I need your help. My, that is tempting. I will ask you. Do you want to end this cycle? Or is what I'm hearing that you wish to rule Barovia forever? And that you're ruling it now the way you would forever? What I mean by that is... The person who rules Barovia, you know, can you rule it however you wish, or are you bound by vampires' needs and desires? I am tired, Casariel, but this land needs a ruler. If someone steps in to take my place, I would gladly let them. They will need to make that sacrifice willingly. Perhaps you and John, or maybe Carla, or the three of you. But if all three of you decide not to take my place, then I will stay here. But I will not do that alone. If I told you, but I could send you to another plane of existence where you've the potential to elevate yourself to even greater prestige than you have here. Wouldn't that be exciting? Aren't you bored conquering this dreary land? I mean, someone like you too powerful for this place, aren't you? A 
After so many centuries, any change of scenery would immediately have my vote. But I'm afraid you underestimate the situation. The powers that hold me in place are very, very strong. And unless you have a definitive way to release that or take over, it will be hard to just whisk me away to another plane of existence. Believe me, I have tried through all the magic books that I could find in my domain. Well, there is a spell. I cannot perform it yet, but Saloon has spoken it to me. It's an option. My lord, I were it up to me, I would probably give in to your request. But Carla is very powerful. She will not agree to this. Not in a thousand years. Nor will she ever agree to it. But Carla is not attached to you. You are just traveling companions. You met briefly, just before you enter my domain. Friendship is strong, but she is nothing to you. Your mother is. Know where your allegiances lie. Together, we are so much stronger than Carla or John. You merely have to wish for it. Your mother, me, and you form the perfect trinity. With all due respect, this is not the way I would govern Barovia. My heart is uncorrupted. I would let the lands flourish. I would allow the people to flourish. Why do you not? Why would you not have them love you? rather than fear you. Don't you know the love of your people gives you power? That is how the gods attain their power. Your people fear you. They hate you. With my help, they could love you. Would that not elevate you beyond Vampire, whatever he is? Then join me, Casario. That is exactly what I need to bring this land back to what it should be. Join me. Get me those gems. Let us bring your mother back. And let's bring joy to these people that they had to miss for centuries. You can bring something to this land that I cannot. I need you. Can you not just take the gems on your own? do you really need me for? To bring back my mother? I never knew where those gems are, but you have uncovered all of them. You can simply get them for me, and that is that. If I had to go out and get them, I will have to destroy the Fae. That is something I do not wish to do. But perhaps you can do so without hurting them.
I admit, this is not what I think you were going to propose. Forgive my candor, my lord, but I, seeing what you've done with the place, cannot help but have little faith in what giving you more power would give you. That fair. You will not be giving me more power. You would be taking it from me. I am offering it to you willingly in exchange for trinkets. That is my offer. Um, I'm going to glance back at Carla and John, kind of like shake myself out of my haze and glance sure. over at John. There we go. Hi. Sorry. I, I <laughs> thought I, I forgot I hadn't turned off my headset. I just lowered the turn the volume down. So. I had to turn them on and off and on and off and on and off. Anyway, hi. John's been very engrossed in the architecture. <clears throat> Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, just yeah. <clears throat> Carla, what was the last thing we heard? Just the. <laughs> I don't remember. I think I think Shrod was saying something to the effect of uh, she was uh, he was proud of her He's for nice. being a strong woman or something like that. Yeah, very much in the line of mm. the crown is heavy. Mm. Right, right. So, from our perspective, was all that like just a split second? Like, did they just have a staring match for sixty seconds or more? So. The magic of Strahd is very strong and very deep, especially around Ravenloft. And yes, I think you put it rather fittingly that you said that it all looked like it was a split second, almost as if Strahd can play with time itself. Talk about being lord of this land, having a crown, wearing a crown, the responsibilities of being a leader in a in a land, you you take on the responsibilities of the safety of your subjects. There are werewolves and fiends and uh, druids conjuring trees and frogs capturing people in the night, sacrificing them to a profane god. There's witches capturing and, and and butchering children what what do you do as the leader of this land have I not demonstrated my power to you when I learned of these witches have I not shown you justice right in front of your eyes I do what I can but in this land, everything that happens has a consequence. And the second something happens, something else will be there to take its place in no time. It is a perpetual circle. And as much as I try to keep up, I must admit it is hard for just one ruler. 
The people, they're not people, aren't they? Not really. What do you mean by that? What makes a person? Is it their soul? Because if that's the case, what are you ruling, really? For the first time during this conversation, you notice that he shows a subtle grin and his fangs are shown subtly at what you just said, Carla. I guess he who burns his house can rule over the ashes, is it not? Oh, so. How's Irina? The smile dissipates. Wow, you do know a way with emotions. <laughs> do not speak that name unless you have a very good reason. She is my friend. I relinquished her to you. I asked after her whereabouts. I know you said you haven't known kinship in a while. Friends tend to talk. How is she? It would seem that she has found her place in my castle. She is enjoying her stay. And when the time is right, she will perhaps join my side. Will we be invited to the wedding? I mean, I she won't have anyone sure. to walk her up the aisle. My brother and father are dead. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> That's a good one. Um, Will she not find it crowded there with my mother, my lord? Your mother has known for a long time that I prefer the company of more than one soul by my side. It gives for a more varied night. Do all of them turn on you like Escher did? Escher, unfortunately, went rogue. It was sad to see him go, but accidents happen. Yes. I don't imagine any accidents have happened recently. No one, you know, taking a tumble. Nothing recently, but you raise an interesting point. For I was wondering if you were visiting me just for a courtesy visit, or if there is another reason why you are in my castle. Zariel wanted to see you, and she didn't want to go alone. If I had my way, I wouldn't have to look at you, and you wouldn't have to look at me. I wouldn't worry, my lord. You said you wanted answers to questions. Have I answered your questions to your satisfaction? No. 
What is going on in Balaki with the fiends? What is... Why are there so many fiends in this land and what is their purpose? <laughs> you think that I know the intricacies of every subject that lives in my lands. You yes. are wrong, John. I know that my land has creatures from all over. Fiends, surely. What they are doing here, I do not know, nor do I care. They are part of my domain, and that is that. If they are part of your domain, would you presume to rule them? These fiends? I would assume so, yes. I would assume one, and your, with your power, and your state of being, would, your state would want to know their intentions in your land. Please. As long as they keep to what they are doing, I have no issue with what they are doing. I can't argue with that. In Cathariel's head, she'll hear, we don't know how to talk to him without this devolving. It's on you. Well, we I... have troubled you for long enough, my lord. Forgive us. For interrupting your day, surely it is busy. You are more than welcome to visit me in my castle. Do understand, especially when I sent for you, you are not a burden upon my day. I am always grateful to meet the heroes that are raising such spirits in my land. I commend you for all that you do, and I believe that you are doing the right thing. Please, do not feel unwelcome. Stay in my castle, if you wish. Explore. That is something that you're good at, from what I understand. Feel free to have a look around. Do mind, my castle is very old and... Unfortunately, not very well looked after. You would be wise to watch your step. But feel free to have a look around. May I approach, my lord? He takes one step towards you, and he says... I'm here. I walk to him slowly. Is he holding out like his ring? He is. Um, I will take his hand and I'll look up at him and say, whatever the truth, I believe you were good once. And I believe it is still inside of you. Whatever caused you to spare my mother's life and mine, perhaps it was 
nefarious, but some of it was good. And I will always believe that, no matter what happens. And I'll kiss his ring. Okay. Um, <laughs> roll me a persuasion check here. Natural 20. Cool. Hold on, I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. What a time. As you kiss the ring, your, your eyes are drawn to the ring because you're kissing it, so your head is bowed. Carla, John, you will 100% notice what's going on here. He looks down at her doing that, and for a moment, his eyes shift to her neck. And you see, for the first time in his eyes, the hunger. The John, actual step forward. longing hunger. And he reaches forward towards her for Casario. a couple of inches. And then stops himself and pulls back. And he takes his hand back. John's hand definitely went to his hip where the the hilt lies. And he takes it away. You see? I knew it. And I'll just step away. I knew it too, Casario. Remember what I told you. I'll turn to both of them and just like walk to their side. I don't know where Carla is because I can't see her, but I'll walk to John's side. Well, for by John. Okay. Pull off my token's not showing, but as yeah, she's kind of walking away. Was it? Okay. Um, when she goes to kiss the ring, looking at it, what's the like deeper description of it? Of the ring or of the kiss? <laughs> of the ring. We got plenty of the kiss. <laughs> it is a beautiful blood garnet ring. Blood garnet. Okay, sorry. Yes. She made a very cursed. Yeah. <laughs> blood garnet ring. Um, okay. I can't leave until I ask. Strahd, you you speak of darkness and of light. Was your brother light or dark in his nature? <laughs> Both. Neither. Somewhere in between. He glances down at the hilt, and he just leaves it at his side. We met him, you know. Yes. What a magnificent trophy you've got out of it. What a magnificent trophy you got as well. And I'm going to smile at him showing my canines. 
little bit. I suppose we'll take you up on your offer and wander a bit. Please, feel free, but do not overstay your welcome. You are free to look around the castle, but better watch your step. The castle can be dangerous. Like, the statues or what work what kind of overstay are we talking he just grins at you and doesn't reply to that oh one more thing <clears throat> by happenstance I'm sure my father and John's brother are ensnared by rage that binds them to a castle in your lands. Would you offer us a gesture of friendship and alliance by giving us the skull of Arjunvas? Free them. <laughs> the skull of Argenvast, the false dragon. Tell you what, if you can find it, you can keep it. I do not care for such trinkets. They do not possess any power. They simply convey hope. Hope to an order that should have been vanquished long before I entered this domain. The paladins of Argenvas were the true tyrants of this land. I know you look upon me as I were a monster terrorizing the people that live here, but trust me in when I say I liberated them from these so-called paladins. They do not even believe in the Morning Lord. They believe in a dragon, nothing more. You, John, you fear fiends. Perhaps you should fear the very paladins that live in that castle. You want the skull? Feel free to take it when you find it. Do you also have any books? You have a library. I do. You do not strike me as a person who likes to read John Varendal. If they have some good pictures, maybe, but no, not not typically. I find my information out there in the world. Yes, she's the one who reads. I do. I also write. I would love to see the library. <laughs> Well, feel free to look around, and when you find it, browse at your leisure. Can I take any books I find interesting, or are you uh, waiting to catch up on your reading? 
I have amassed quite the collection in my library. It would be unfortunate if I would miss certain volumes, but if I so happen to have a spare copy, I'll be sure to send it on its way towards you. So, my lord. And you can see, like, Carla is, like, deathly gripping, like, her, like, coat in her hand a little bit. I think it's time we let ourselves out. Wonderful. Now, do be careful out there. Be quick. Be nimble. Be as the mist. And as he says the word mist, his body dissipates into thin air. Do you think he's pulling a Carla? No. No. Me and him have not. We should comment. I don't know what you're talking about. Um. I. Library. Right. And. And. The skull of Argonvost. And the green gem. I could do that now. <clears throat> I think that's his bedroom, and I point to the door near the throne. I don't think he'd put work and pleasure that close. It'd be awfully efficient. Hmm. Think he'd mind if we take a peek? He said we could explore, right? Right. I'm gonna slowly walk towards him through the space where he was, and like, kind of arms out just to see if I can feel him and just keep moving. Okay. You don't feel anything. Just looking through. The door over there seems to be open. Do you peek through? Yeah. yeah just look ahead. All right. As you look through, you can hear a whispered voice saying, it must be here. I must find it. I must find it. Someone, someone is stealing it. It must be, must be one of the Burgermeisters. <sighs> and as you look who says that? You will see next week because oh. that is where we're going to end this episode. <sighs> Oof. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> I didn't get my own private <laughs> session. Ah, oh. now that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a big lore drop, like twice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. No idea what happened in either of those. I will not. Luckily, neither one happened near a break or anything, so I don't have to worry about seeing it during editing. But gosh, dang it! This was a, that was fun. This was really good. We fought a house briefly. Yeah, you fought a house. I got hit by a house. <laughs> I I got hit by a truck. <laughs> the D and D equivalent of a truck. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and no level up. <laughs> yeah. So, next week we have episode 45, where I imagine the uh, players will start looking around the castle, at least into this room a little bit. Um, but if you want to see what they're doing next week, then join us live on Twitch or on YouTube or on our podcast. 
for episode 45 and see where they're going to head. This was a wonderful episode. We'll see you next week. See you then. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.